All right, friends, family, team, it is season 10, episode 14. We have a great interview for you this week. Jim Giovannis from Oak Park High School. He was the mind that molded my mind. He's a great interview. We had a lot of fun. And then we will tandem that into a little bit of the MLB. A couple NFL rumors we have to adjust. And... It's about time to start caring about fantasy football and the implications that have to do with that. Taking money from your friends and all in all some more sports takes that we just need to get off our chest. You guys, you know what it is. You've said it before. You're washed up and this is the Washed Up Podcast. Please, please, please get it. You can come get me. I don't answer to no one. I'm marched to the beat of my own drum. Um, so if you are uh, listening to Washed Up for the first time because you know Jim Giovannis, then you know who our intro music is from. It's from Pat Mallers, OPRF alum. And Chef Charles, OPRF alum. So welcome back and welcome to first time listeners. Um, we got a great lineup of a show for you to start off with. And we're going to start with the Jim Geo interview. So um, fellas, anything to say before we get to Geo? Buckle up. <laughs> Thanks to him for coming on. Yeah, buckle up. All right, we will start you off with the Geo interview. Here we go. All right, friends, family, team, we have a special guest today. Um, he coached me in freshman baseball. He let me be my own person in flag football. He's been at OPRF for 26 years. It's Jim Giovannis, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? Oh. So my first question um, is, so starting a flag football team and creating it out of nowhere, was that difficult to make it a sport at OPRF? That's a loaded question. That's a great question to start with because it's evolved a lot, right? So going back to when you guys started, it was 2008? When was it? No, it was uh, 2010. 10. All right, so not that far off. 2010. Uh, I got a phone call out of nowhere from Bears Outreach, a guy named Gustavo Silva, who I still have a great relationship with. And he's like, hey, we're doing this boys flag football championship. Do you guys want in? I was like, yeah, Yeah. of course I do. And- I didn't know. And the only rule was we couldn't have actual high school football players. We had to have other guys. So I used my pipeline of, of baseball players like, hey, let's get going on this. And it really took off. We probably played five or six years in that Bears League. Yeah. And the payoff was like you got to go to a game. They gave you VIP treatment. You walked out like at, at the at the uh, pregame and were announced over Soldier's Field. It was pretty awesome. And uh, it took off. It, it absolutely took off to the point like we were looking for other leagues and we got a hold of a guy at Montini. His name was Tom Lentini, who's the assistant uh, or the athletic director. 
Play softball um, against I, him. Yeah, I think he just retired. He's he, he's still an awesome athlete. He's never got, made an out against us wow. ever. No, I can't all, imagine. All all uh, caught off shirts too. Yeah, so awesome. and he's probably what seventy years old at this I, point. Yeah, I would say say that he's forty, but you're probably yeah, right. Yeah, but Tom's <laughs> like, hey, do you want to get into a, this league in Austin and Foster? I'm like, well, who's in it? He goes, St. Pat's, uh, <laughs> like, like. Holy Cross, North Shore Country Day. I'm like, yeah, we'll get in that thing. And that's where it really took off. Yeah. So we would play like an eight-week season and then go to the Bears and roll people. It was awesome because we had a real playbook and had real plays and knew what we were doing. Um, and my a guy I work with, first started out with Doug Hill, and Doug loved it because he would get my lacrosse, the lacrosse guys in, so Doug Hill and I would do it together. And then Doug fell off, and Rick Short jumped in. Rick Short's been... Uh, an, a, a TA at Opera for years, and he probably has 10,000 Madden games under his belt. <laughs> so he doesn't really know football per se, but he knows like, you know, like, like tight right jet sweep on three. You know, like, dude, we'll run it and let's yeah. see what happens. Okay. Yeah, whatever, Rick. Sure. Or whatever you say, Rick. And, and, and it, somehow it worked. Yeah. It, it all worked. So, you know, we go to House Hall, play in the Peyton Dome, and it kind of took off. So, you know, that was like, a little thing a year. Well, the Austin and Foster league fell off. It was like two teams and it wasn't yeah. worth it. So we dropped out of that. But last year in February, February of 21 had to be no February 22, Gustavo Silva from the bears called me back. And this time on the phone, he had the head of, uh, uh, Chicago CPS, elementary sports. His name is Juliana Zavala. She's awesome. He had the head of Chicago park district down there and, uh, Troy Vincent, who well, is like big at NFL flag. And he's like, Hey, we're starting this girls program. And, you know, for years, our girls played a quote unquote powder puff. We were not allowed to call it powder puff. It was called the girls flag football game. Right. I was the head coach. <laughs> we're at Nazareth. Hmm. Didn't but never, that, when never I, heard of that program. We, <laughs> we had we had it where the students were coaches. So my senior year, I was the head coach of our powder puff yeah. team. Yeah. But this sounds way more intensive. Yeah. So in ours, it was great. But like we would practice for three weeks and they have a 40 minute game and the girls were like, now what? Yeah, right? right. There was nothing. So they offered me the position to be a site manager. So I basically was like the commissioner of this league last year and I took it and ran. So at the time... I took a job at OPRF as a, I left my PE gig for a semester to be the interim student activities director. So I had all the other West Suburban conference activities directors at my, at my, you know, my, my feet basically. And I'm like, Hey, we're going to start this league. And right away I thought the big boys were going to jump in. I thought LT and the Downers Groves and yeah. Glenbart and none of them wanted in. Really? But they were scared of you. I don't know what they were. I, I don't know. I, I think, <laughs> I think there was a fuzzy line between athletics and activities and they didn't know how to balance that. If I had a guess. Oh, sure. But I got both provisos in and they were fantastic. I got both Mortons in, so Morton East and Morton West. Mm -hmm. And then Willowbrook, before I can even tell you the, the, the whole thing, Willowbrook's like, yeah, we're in. It was like that quick. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. who are you? Well, it turns out <laughs> Willowbrook runs the world of girls flag football oh, within God. one year. It absolutely dynasty, it, dude. It totally was a fucking <laughs> rocket ship. No wonder they were so quick to answer. They've been building this thing. Well, in, and here's what, the here's, and their head coach, their head coach, they, they had a dual head coach. One is Nick Hildreth, who's their varsity head coach. So this dude would coach girls in the morning, teach all day, coach boys at night. And they made it to the playoffs last year on the boys side. So like, and he has little kids. It didn't make sense to me. Like <laughs> yeah. I wasn't coaching and I was like, 
I got to go to school on a Saturday for two hours. This dude's gone another 20 hours a week yeah. playing flip football. And the other uh, head coach, her name is Rachel Karos. She's in a, like a high level women's flag football league. So she was the one who's like, yeah, we're in. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, anyways, <laughs> middle of nowhere, we played all of our games at OPRF last year because there was a shortage of officials. And this one player from Willowbrook, her name is Sarah Ball. She's a gymnast and a track girl, makes this unbelievable catch. She probably jumps, I, I don't you know. You can say as high as me. Almost. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a big measure. <laughs> but, she, but anyways, she makes this catch, scores a touchdown, whatever. And then on Monday morning, it's like on Baldy's breakdown. She, she was like, what? like Brian Baldier made like this big deal. Like, Check out Sarah Ball at OPRF. Yeah, it's not, dude, it's everywhere. That's oh my awesome. God. And it, it blew up to a point that she was named the Gatorade Player of the Year. She was flown out to, I think, New York to be um, like, the, like one of the NFL's high school players of the year. She had all these accolades. Willowbrook goes on to not like, listen to this. Not only did they go undefeated in our league, they, got, they didn't get scored on in our league, oh, number geez. one. That's like eight <laughs> games. Yeah. They go to Hallis Hall. They play Kenwood Academy in the championship. They roll them. But then the NFL did this. NFL's like, all right, you won this. Let's see what else you can do. They flew them because they were the Bears regional champion, flew to Vegas and played in Alliance Stadium um, where the Raiders play and played all these other clubs. Well, they finally met their match because these club teams that they played were like awesome. But like that was a rocket ship for girls' yeah. like football. So last year we had like 60 teams in Illinois. Now we have 120 this year. So holy cow. That is awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. So it's huge. It's huge. And, and, and the sites are just going to go. It's so big that we're, we're having, we're in negotiations with the IGSA for 2024 to be an IGSA sport. So it'll oh, be a no sanctioned sport way. in 2024. That is so awesome. And then the caveat to this is that, and I know I, I talk a lot, but this is where you do. This, this is what do. you It's better than me being quiet, right? Absolutely. That's <laughs> okay. why you have a microphone. So should, we have a girl at Oak Park who was, um, a track star, her name is uh, Shania Shotwell. Uh, in the middle of May, I get an email from this pr place called Pratt Community College in Kansas. They gave her a scholarship to go play girl's flag. No. Dude. If I just I, gave man, I missed my time. Dude, ser hey, Pat, seriously, like... <laughs> <laughs> The amount, the amount of, the amount of, of resources that colleges, and there's, it's like, if you look it up, there's like all in the South right now, but colleges are putting in these like resources for kids who wouldn't get track scholarships or couldn't do anything to give them a chance. Mm -hmm. The opportunities for these girls are through the roof. So like my legacy, when I retire in six years, whatever it might be, like I've done a lot of cool shit. Mm -hmm. This is it for me. Like this girl, this flag football thing is like what I'm going to hang my hat on. That's beautiful. That's awesome. It's yeah. so I cool. can totally understand. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it's awesome. The other so thing our couple that was of ragtag teams walked so this whole thing could run. Yeah. We're yeah. not like talking you, about you. Like, <laughs> like if we look at like founding fathers of this, Pat, you're like probably on the Mount Rushmore. And I couldn't even think of three other dudes. So probably just you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I will I'm say take <laughs> during that your recollection of names and what they do is so impressive. I you named probably twenty five people. I'm an idiot savant, right? Yeah, like, like, dude. Here's the thing. And my buddy Max Aguilaris, who, who coaches Oak Park, he's his his whole motto is relationships and purpose. And Pat will tell you that. Mm -hmm. Like, I uh, Brady, I, I literally pride myself teaching on 
the relationships I build with kids and giving them a purpose. And listen, I get it. I'm not teaching rocket science every day, right? Leave that to other people. But my <laughs> class that I teach, I make it, I make it enjoyable. I make it welcoming for everybody. We get something done. And I talk to every single kid. Like I, by the end of my semesters, I know everything about every kid. And at one point I can remember everyone's name, but now I'm 26 years old, I'm not gonna remember everybody. But like yeah. relationships and purpose is, is what I build my entire career about. It, so. it shows just how truly passionate you are about it as well. No, thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm an idiot savant. I remember a lot of names, a lot of details. Yeah, but you say that to make, like, just to make it sound like that, but also you should hang your hat on the fact that you are truly passionate thank about you. it and just not that you're an idiot savant. It's that, it's, <laughs> it's that you love it. How about we'll find a balance in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. we'll go there. By like the end that. of like this that. recording, we will have found something else. <laughs> yeah. We'll find something for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So with knowing all the names, how often do you as a teacher and the teachers you teach with predict the outcome of a life for a student? And how often are you correct? Oh, man. <laughs> there's an evolution. Right. Every, there's an, one, one, there's an evolution. Two, we always get the same personalities. Right. Like you graduated when? Uh, 2013. Okay, 2013. So now it's 2023. Mm -hmm. In 20, 10 years, we've had two and a half more Cliff, Pat Cliffords come through the building, uh, right? Hate to hear that. No, <laughs> I mean, so replaceable. No, it, <laughs> but the point is, like, as the beauty of my job is this: the beauty of my job is when I see a freshman who's an absolute knucklehead, mm. or a freshman who's an absolute stud, we all, like we talk. Like behind closed doors, of course, like what's this going to be when he's, when he's older, but you can just tell, right. You can tell by the way they carry themselves. I, a great story. There was a freshman who did, was drew goals older than you. Yes. Drew goals. When he was a freshman was in a class of 80 kids and stood out amongst 80 kids. We're like, dude, that kid's an unreal athlete. Ended up, ended up going to air force to play soccer and baseball, uh, ended up Wheaton college, but you knew right away that kid was a freak of nature. Mm -hmm. Amon Shumpert, freak of right. nature. And it's just, and it's not like, it's not like just the way they move. It was the way they carried themselves, the way they, they acted when like no one was watching, right? Like, were they nice to people? Were, were they likable? And those kids are going to go anywhere they want, right? right? It's the kids who don't understand their potential, number one, don't have direction number two and, and just, you know, take things for granted. Yeah. That fuck up. I'm surprised yeah. Brady didn't stare at me while no. you said that. No, no. <laughs> oh. hey, listen, I couldn't, when, when you graduated, I'm sitting right next to you, pal. <laughs> when you graduated, I couldn't be happier that you went to Marquette to play glove baseball. Yeah. Now, did I think you could have gone bigger? Yeah. Absolutely. But I also know that in, in all due respect, I mean, that's usually code for, no respect at all. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. absolutely. Well, you were super immature. Yeah, well, and yeah. It, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Oh, yeah. But the thing that set you apart from everybody else was you were super res respectful. You loved being coached. You were totally coachable. And people loved being around you. Yeah. Right? You weren't like a dick. Mm -hmm. You weren't like, you weren't a kid who didn't get bad grades. who was a dick. Those kids we write off. Right. Right. Not you, Pat. Yeah. We got you. I appreciate that. <laughs> we got you. I kept the grades up and I was nice to people. Yeah. Double whammy. And that could just show you as, as you're talking about the way people carry themselves, you can see who can be successful if sports don't work out, let alone a hundred rounds of the MLB in 
injuries, anything can happen. You can see who's like Pat say <laughs> it didn't work out in baseball, but everything else is going to work out. Cause like you said, he's respectful, yeah. he's coachable. And that translates to everything, anything in life, in life. Absolutely. Any, anything in life. And that's what I try and preach. I don't have kids and I hope to not have any <laughs> soon, but I used to work with kids and I used to tell them that all the time. She's like, it's not just about the one thing. You can't just find one thing and hang your hat on it. But this leads me to my next question. Yeah. Uh, Pat was telling me you were his freshman coach. Yeah. So that's a 14 year old. Yeah. Like, what is that experience like dealing with a kid who has no idea what's going on in the world and you, <laughs> they, they should, they should be taught to listen and respect you, but they don't know if they should or shouldn't. And you're not their parent. So they don't have to listen to you. I just kind of want to know what that experience it's, is like. It was, I tell you, we'll go back a little bit farther before Pat, because in 2001, 2002, my first two years in OPRF, I took, we took second place in state, um, in baseball. And in this, my second year we lost in the sectional final to LT. So I was king shit on third Island. You know, I, I thought, <laughs> I thought I was, I was it. And I got at the time I thought it was a demotion from a varsity assistant to a freshman head. Right. And I was bitter. I was pissed about it. Cause you know, again, look at, look at me, you know, I came out of nowhere got a job at OPRF and took my first two teams pretty far in the state playoffs. Now you're going to put me at original commons or not original comment Lindbergh park with no umpire and, and fucking dirt <laughs> right. that sucks. And mm. you know, hilly shit and the Lindbergh hop. I'm better than this, but I found my niche, right? My niche was, I was still young enough as a coach to see eye to eye with those younger kids. So I, although I was an authority figure and I have a big voice, I still made it fun. Right. So at the time I got, I got Pat, that group was awesome. Absolutely. I group was awesome. Tell me who was in your, in your group as freshman. Uh, Cedric McDonald, awesome. Ryan Nelson. Awesome. Charlie <laughs> Fensick. Oh, I love Charlie. You know who Charlie Fensick's uncle is? No. Gary Fensick. Yeah. Bear safety. Number 45. I yeah. should have, I should have put two and two together there. <laughs> John Hart. Love John Hart. Uh, Jacob uh, Harris. Yeah, Henry he was a little Pine. guy. Remember, those are two little guys. Yeah, Henry Pine. Remember Jacob Henry Harris. Pine broke his arm yeah. in the weight room. <laughs> yeah. oh, scary shit. <laughs> Terrifying. All right, let's stop there. Yeah. Was Pat Romero in yours? He's two years younger. So when I was on varsity, he was our catcher. Yeah, that's where I got the connection. Okay, yeah. let's go back to this. All right. Pat's group was loaded. Ryan Nelson played at Illinois Wesleyan. Cedric played. Uh, he went to Purdue. Went to Purdue, but didn't play anything, but is mm -hmm. now super successful. Giantly successful. Giantly successful in real, yeah. I think real estate, right? Yeah. He's just got married too. Yeah. Shout out Cedric. Yeah. Yeah. And his wife's actually good looking. Yeah. So good for him. <laughs> That's a win all the way around. Yeah. Um, but that team was special, man. That team, that, that was a really, really super athletic team. And Pat couldn't hit his way out of a brown paper bag on that team, if I recall. Once the curveball got introduced, yeah. it was... Yeah, yeah like, right, like seventh and eighth grade, right? Yeah. You were like, dude, I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. <laughs> and then the curveball came. But we used... we. I had an assistant coach at the time. His name is Michael Arnsdorf. He works in the Oak Park School District who pitched at Ball State. Yeah, you called him a dink. Double income, no kid. Double income, no kid. And again, this, he had everything going for him. Good, good dude. Handsome. Ha really handsome. Yeah. Great story. I could tell you. I go, on, I'll get to that second. <laughs> we'll go back to that. All right. Anyways, Michael was, uh, we, we, we weren't, we were never a good cop, bad cop thing. We were always good cops and kids bought into what we were doing. 
Mm-hmm. And Pat, we, and we figured out how to use our strengths. And obviously Pat's speed and his arm were his two strengths. And I'm not, that's not bullshit. I'm telling mm-hmm. you the truth. Yeah. So we would put Pat in center field towards the end as a defensive replacement. And he probably owns the underclassman record of stolen bases. Yeah. I think I asked you that question. Yeah, you year. did. I did. Yeah, because you I had a new group of kids. Yeah. All about that. Yeah. Well, I had some kid. I had a kid this year say, hey, I'm going to break the freshman record. I'm like, first of all, it's like one of the tallest midget contests. Yeah. Right. But I've said, but before you guess, I'll do respect. Let me get you a number. Right. So I asked him and I asked Jeremy Gaines, who ended up, Jeremy Gaines played. He's still playing. Somewhere. Yeah, he was at Illinois State for a little bit. He Texas moved around. Southern. Yeah, he was bouncing. I saw him on ESPN+. Plus. Anyway, so I got a number on 36. The kid didn't fucking come close to hitting 36, by the way. Yeah. But Pat was so strong in center field. Like, we would have a run around third base and in two outs, and there would be a fly ball, and Michael Arsdorf and I would stand up like when the ball was hit because like Pat's going to fucking hose this kid <laughs> by three feet. <laughs> he an would, awesome He feeling. would hose him. <laughs> so, again, we would, we would get to, we would use our strengths. Uh, on that team, but kids bought in, right? You're playing high school, you're playing high school baseball and arguably not anymore all, to NAS is probably now with Jim Tomei edition. Dude, yeah, dude that's- not even that. It's Lee Milano's got a just guy's got an awesome program in yeah. a, a legit awesome program. But at the time OPRF was legitimately one of the top baseball schools in the country. Mm-hmm. And kids bought in right away, right? We'd have 80 kids try out and 20, I always pick 26 kids on purpose because I could fit 26 on two buses. <laughs> really, that's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, it, just the culture that we built and the reputation that we had, it, it, there were no, there were hardly any problems. Yeah. Hardly any problems. And, and the kids bought in. It's awesome to set, uh, uh, set in stone what you're expecting already that even 14 year old kids who are changing schools, changing their body, changing their mind every 10 seconds on what they really want to do with OPRF, mm-hmm. having flag football implemented 40 sports. <laughs> and it's like it's, to have them to buy into one is unbelievable. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, here's the, here's the best part, Brady. I don't want kids to buy into one. That's why you invented the flag football. Thing, well, what- kind of, <laughs> I mean, that, it, yeah, but here's a piece like that. Here's a piece that drives me crazy. The piece that drives me crazy in youth athletics today is the word focus. It drives me crazy. You should be able to play you whatever you want, when you want, and become an athlete. Absolutely. Right? There's a great story. I was Brian Sutter, who used to coach uh, the Blackhawks. He was in a scout. I said he would go into a rink and he could tell the athletes from the hockey players. And and, and the question came up why? I said, well, the athletes or the, excuse me, the hockey players can skate up and down, left and right. The athletes can skate anywhere. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If you build, if you have a kid who's just playing baseball or just playing basketball or just playing football or just playing lacrosse or just playing soccer, a couple of things are going to happen. One, they're going to get burned out. Mm-hmm. Two, because of the constant um, move, same movement, they're probably going to get injured. Right. And three, they're probably going to cap out at some point. They're going to probably cap out earlier than anybody else because that's all they've done their whole life. Right. Why are we, why in youth sports are we putting all of our eggs in one basket? Let kids be kids, let them play and let them go. You never see pictures of these all-star athletes today 
in just one uniform. You always see them showing them playing basketball, <laughs> track, football. I don't understand that either, especially with the fact of if you're even a little bit worried about a kid being lazy, of course you don't want a kid to be lazy on your team. But if they're in another sport, they're forced to be doing something else. Yeah. Like they're like, okay, we know we won't see you for a couple months, but we want you to work out. Yeah. And this forces them to do so. No doubt. And the word force, I don't like to use that no, because you right. want them to have fun. But I think you get the gist of I what I'm just. trying to say. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and the differentiators of, of movements, you know, even to me, the best off season sport you can join, honestly, is swimming. Yeah. You're going to get so killer hard. workout. So hard. <laughs> you're going to burn a shit ton of fat. You're going to be jacked when you're done. And your cardio, you can run a marathon and be like, what's up? I never ran before. It's so humbling. <laughs> I tried to I tried to do two laps straight without stopping the other day. And I got up and saw stars. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not in the best shape, but I'm just, I no, thought I for, could for, do it. But for a, a normal guy, good luck. Yeah. It's not <laughs> good fun. Good luck, dude. No, yeah, it, that's why, that's why I also think swimmers are a little weird, right? Swimmers oh. are weird. They have so much time to themselves. They're breaking down, you know, algorithms in their head just to make time go by. Yeah. Swimmers are a little off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're like goalies. Yeah. But yeah. like you're yeah, talking we, about, with, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're talking about with hockey players, if you want to di differentiate the athletes from the hockey players, ask them to shoot a basketball. I've never shot hoops with a true hockey player who looked like they've ever seen a basketball before in their life. I will <laughs> even go further and say wrestlers. Yeah. Wrestlers oh, playing man. wrestlers playing basketball is the <laughs> cutest like, thing in the you world. You may as well you may as well put a timer on and say, let's fucking play to three. Yeah. Because we're gonna be here. It's hilarious. They're it's the hilarious. best pickup players to have too, because they play the best defense. Just gotta make sure that they just stand in the corner on offense. Yeah, right. Yeah. But then they get a little physical and then yeah, well, fall yeah, out. That's when that's you that's, know, they're they're built with a short wick anyways. Nature versus that. nurture. <laughs> For sure. Are we going back to the Dink story? Double, double in income, no kid. Oh, double income, no kid. I have a colleague. We're going to name unnamed, right? Unnamed. Mm -hmm. We're in a we're at a, a we're in a bar one night on on Madison, and he's like, "Hey, check that lady out over there." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, who's that?" And I knew exactly who it was. It was Arnsworth's wife. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, this unnamed dude buys her a drink. Starts hitting on her, and we just sit back. It was all of us, and I think Mike was even there. Like, he's an idiot. This is gonna go nowhere quick. Yeah. But yeah, Mike is uh, Mike is Michael Ironshore himself. Very good looking man, and uh, his wife is equally uh, awesome as he is. So that's that's the story I got about that. That's a good combo. That's combo so hot. Great. Yeah, I love sending people into situations where everybody behind them knows exactly what's gonna go down. <laughs> like, watch this guy try, and then you like have to kind of. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? You have to, you're kind of impressed with how hard someone will try for something that's not going to happen. Yeah, no shot. <laughs> Envy. Yeah, yeah, right. No shot. But the crash and burn is always fun. That's always a fun thing to watch for sure. Yeah. That's a funny thing about male friendships is that we're just such shitheads to each other. <laughs> <laughs> but you have that core of people in your life that you just keep coming back. Absolutely. Right? I'm not gonna, my, my feelings aren't going to be hurt. I'm going to say fuck off. But uh, guess what? We'll be back here tomorrow. Next round's on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, so we can, going back to the Bears. Um, yeah. You you got the Hellas Hall. You had the flag football. You got to experience it. So Bears Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, close. We'll close. cut that. First of all, I am, I am uh, 
let's 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 backtrack a little bit to the Hallis Hall thing. I am um, so lucky to to go to Hallis Hall as many times as I've been there. And mm-hmm. here's the funniest the funniest story is we had a meeting there the same day that Kevin Warren got introduced. No so I pull in the house hall at like four in the afternoon and there's news trucks all over the place. And I walk up to the, uh, you know, you pull up to the security gate and they're like, Hey, Mr. Giovannis, how are you? I'm like, dude, the bears just hired Kevin Warren today. And you're calling me Mr. Giovannis. <laughs> what? what world am I living in? <laughs> You know, I was a kid who had the, like the Walter Payton jersey and Hutch helmet out when I was like seven. I'm like born and raised in this. But anyways. It was under your suit. Yeah, no doubt, man. I was like pulling off that shirt like Superman. So um, every time I'm there, though, it's like it's like the opening scene. And I'm, I know I'm going to age myself here. Like the old Willy Wonka movie with Gene Wilder. Like all these little Ooh. kids at the at the gate waiting for Willy Wonka to walk out. And it's like I take a moment and like just stand there like like I am, first of all, I'm not worthy. Right. And number two, how did, how did this happen? Like, I'm just so, I'm so grateful for every opportunity I get to go to go there because it's such a just symbolically cool place in my life. Right. Um, so, uh, the bears, man, (laughs) I have, I, I am the Homer of all homers. I, what were they four and 15 or something last year. I don't even remember. Around there. Yeah, they were awful. But I, Four big wins, though. Dude, four huge wins. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the San Francisco game week one. Yeah, top notch. Top notch. <laughs> but coming off the bye and playing the Patriots in New England and just like everything clicked, it was like... That was on my birthday. How'd it go? Was it a good, good night for you? It oh, was yeah. him. It oh, was me. You, my birthday. Good night for you? Yeah, great night good, for me. Good. I, I, Bulls I, beat the Celtics, too. It was a double whammy on Boston. Did, 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 you bar, did you parlay that? Yeah, I did. It was a birthday <laughs> wish. There you go. Uh, I, I, but you can just like see like this is what it's going to be. This is what it could be, right? Right. I, just, I love Justin Fields, man. The Good. dude, the dude, the dude. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go down a YouTube rabbit hole every once in a while and just like look at JF one highlights. <laughs> You're speaking Brady's language Brady. right now. Oh my god, Brady! I, I'm glad I'm ten feet from you. We might put my your hand on my knee right yeah, now. Yeah, no, honestly, I, I was yeah. just gonna say I want Justin Fields to be in my back pocket at all times. Dude, like, I just want him around, dude. But with my first name being Brady, I, you may or may not like this. I, I've been a diehard Tom Brady fan my whole entire life, so I'm two years into, or I'm a year and a half into my Bears fandom, and okay. I'm I'm all in though. I'm okay. the type of guy who's all in for better or for worse. And my favorite thing about all of this is I'm not really like a begrudgingly guy. I don't hold grudges, but I can't wait to just point to every single person and say, you fucking doubted this guy. <laughs> and he's just, and he already has shoved it right in their face. Oh, there's no doubt. There's and he's no doubt. so humble. All he does is work out. He's vegan, which should be good. I guess. I don't know. I love steak, but <laughs> I'm sitting here and he's the quarterback of the bears. But I really, really have this feeling that things are going to work out. And in football, my football fandom I shouldn't say in football but my football fandom things have worked out I think I have a good eye for talent and I'm telling you this guy's surefire okay couple things my take on Tom Brady is this and please when I tell you this you got to let me explain myself I never liked Tom Brady but it's based out of jealousy and I'll be completely honest with you the dude has everything he needs 
everything. You know what's crazy is that after like five, six, and seven, I almost like felt bad. I'm the type of person who, <laughs> when they love things and something good happens, I want to shove it in everybody's face. Yeah. I'm silent until then. Yeah. But I was like, I have this. Like, I do feel genuinely bad for others that they're not a big fan of Tom Brady. So I get it. Yeah. You no, know, it's a purely based on jealousy. And I, and I preface that with that. Like, like, I don't say like, fuck you, Tom Brady. I don't want you. I, don't, I never want anyone to get hurt. But the dude had a system built around him for years and just did sat in a pocket and just ate defenses alive. If my first name was John, I would hate the guy. I would be the biggest Tom Brady hater yeah. on yeah. planet earth. Yeah. I hate Michigan and I would have been a Bears fan my whole entire life and then watch that misery and then watch him win all the time. And Bill Belichick, him also, if I didn't love Tom Brady, I would also hate him. I don't think there's a more unlikable guy in the NFL than Bill Belichick. I couldn't agree any more in my alter ego, John. Yeah, yeah. If I was John. Just crass and short and like entitled. And I get it, dude. But you were also fucking coaching the Browns like 15 years ago, dude. Right. Like you are so lucky to what you had. And if the Bears won a Super Bowl, we would freak out. And when they ask him, how do you feel about it after the Super Bowl? Yeah. We're on the yeah. next year. I, what? I've been lucky enough to live through th- two Bears Super Bowls, right? 85 hours in sixth grade. So prime, like, mm-hmm. you know, and my dad was a compulsive gambler, which I don't, I don't gamble at all because of my dad. But like my dad, like sold us. Like you will love the bears and love the white Sox. We grew up on the South side. So I was perfect for that. And like, we were all in, I remember like having parties at my house in the basement and like having 40 people on this little TV to watch, you know, the great scene, the snow's falling and Wilbur Marshall picks up the fumble and it's in slow motion and fridges <laughs> knocking people off. Um, and then the, the Oh six Super Bowl against the Colts. I was at the NFC championship. Holy shnikes. And it was awesome. Uh, I, here's a great story about that. So I have two kids. My daughter is now 19 and my son is going to be 17. Jesus. Holy cow. Yeah, they're old. <laughs> I know. So am I then. I know. Yikes. And my daughter at the time was, well, in 2000, she had to be three. And I knew, I knew, well, I, first of all, I got these tickets for Christmas for my father-in-law. So we had, the Bears had to beat Seattle in overtime, Robbie Gold, field goal in overtime to win. So I was like, come on, dude, kick the field goal and win NC championship. My daughter wakes up that night with croup at like two in the morning. Oh my God. Kickoff was like one, one twenty or like two twenty. It was a weird, it wasn't a Newton star. It was a weird <laughs> time. So I go to my wife. I'm like, I'm taking Marissa to the ER right now. Cause I'm not missing this game. <laughs> I'm not missing the NFC championship. I, I, in my head, I was like, yeah. I thought you were going to say, I am leaving. My wife, my wife, knowing my fandom, she's like, you better go now. So we got That's her the so ER. Awesome. She took the steroids. And I think by like six in the morning, she was knocked out. Oh, perfect. We were at McCormick place by 10 drinking bloody Mary's getting ready for the NFC championship. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. That's incredible. That's that awesome. adversity to a T. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> Thank Way God they won. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Just to lose, but it was perfect. Yeah. I mean, I know we don't like to talk about it as diehard Bears fans here. But gosh, <laughs> darn it. How the fudge do they, I could say fuck. How the fuck <laughs> do they lose after he returns the opening kick? We don't talk about it. Nobody talks about it. Everyone's like, stay yeah. silent about it. It's I, time to talk I, about I, it. I could tell you how. You had fucking Rex Grossman against Peyton Manning. I know, but there's were, no chance. They were up 
a touchdown with zero seconds off the clock. Yeah, he's just started up. Seven. You really? They started the game at an advantage. You really did. You really did. I was just listening to, to uh, Waddle and Sylvia on the way in, and, and that was the Devin Hester run was the number four moment in the top 25 in the last 25 years. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, and that's the thing that sucks is that it would be number one, no doubt about it, if they won. There's, there would be no other moment. Oh, man, I don't know. The Cubs World Series is so I'm huge. I'm a diehard Cubs fan, yeah. and, I, and I wasn't even a Bears fan at the time. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> don't care. it never happens. It happens t- two, three times a season that a kickoff gets returned. Nowadays, it may, they're and taking it away. There's a story, and I, I don't, I, it, 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 there's a story that Tony Dungy had a plan not to kick the Hester. Like the whole yeah. game. And then right before kickoff, he's like, fuck it. Let's see what he can do. That sounds just like me when I'm looking <laughs> at parlays. <laughs> nothing to lose. Yeah. Right? What's one more leg? Yeah, yeah right. Go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the fucking yeah. leg they lose. That's a beautiful leg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when you talk about Wilbur Marshall and the snow and like the 85 bears, I've known that type of stuff my whole entire life. And I could see as Pat, and you being Bears fans, at least you saw one. For me, I have this idiotic um, hope for this team. But I can see how long it's been without winning that you can't feel the way that I do. But yeah. the way I feel about this team right now is like, if they did win the Super Bowl this year, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, I'm not dumb, and I don't <laughs> think that they will. But if they well, did, I wouldn't be let's like the talk, per- Let's talk about what they've upgraded, right? Number First of all, the numbers don't lie right? They had a really good run game last year, yeah. right? You lose Dave Montgomery, but you get this dude from Texas who, if Bijan Robinson isn't there, is probably the best running back in, in, in Division One. I'm all over him. Right? Dude, me too. Yeah. Um, Herbert's really good. Great. The dude they got, Devontae Foreman, really good. Yeah. You upgrade your offensive line, who already was the best offensive line arguably in the past, in the run protection, not pass protection, because right, right. they got rolled in pass protection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now you add DJ Moore, you got a healthy Cole Komet. You got a healthy Darnell Moody, who, by the way, looks like DK Metcalf. Yeah, you haven't seen him. Jacked. He's jacked. Now, granted, he's probably only, what, 5'10? Yeah. But the dude can burn and he's got hands. I just I can't see from a fan's point of view on the defensive side of the ball how you're like, we're going to stop that guy. Because then you got four other guys you got to you are going to leave open. So nice to have guys now. It is so nice to have guys. It is why I am washed up though, is because I haven't even thought about our defensive side of the ball yet. Like I haven't. <laughs> no, even thought but about, hey, like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, they're going to score ninety. <laughs> hey, they're going to score ninety points a game. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, and that's all we asked for last year, and we got it. So now we're going to ask for a couple more wins this year, and it is it is crazy that. Aaron Rodgers leaving just opens the door wide open for us. Right. That's not scared of anything yeah. anymore. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the, the team in the NFC Central I worry about the most is the Lions. Yeah. They are underrated. And after Hard Knocks last year, I'll run through a fucking wall for Dan Campbell. Me that guy oh, yeah, awesome. But yeah. that's that's why in sports, with a guy like Dan Campbell and that Hard Knocks, those guys don't win ever. Yeah, it's the Hard the Knocks assholes, guys It's the Bill win. Belichick's yeah. that win. Of course, you get the general fan base because you're like, this guy's awesome. We're going to run through a brick wall for him. We've never met him, right. but we'd still do it. <laughs> but it's the Bill Belichick who win, right. which sucks. But then the only other thing with the Lions, which we've talked about before, is like we're counting on Jared Goff to have another good year. Dude, Jared Goff, I think, has got like a crazy number, like 40 consecutive games with no picks or something. Yeah. And he had one. He threw a pick last year against the Bears. Of course, it got called back. Yeah. So serviceable yeah 
Absolutely. But the year that he had was way past where we think he's going to be. Now, for the Lions to be as successful as we think they're going to be, he needs to take another step up, which I'm not counting on. Would I be surprised if it happens? No. Right. And who who, who do they have? St. Brown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who had an, another out-of-nowhere year. Nobody yeah. knew who he was until week four. Right. So you're counting on that they again. They traded their big tight end halfway through the season. Hockey, to the Hockey. fucking Vikings. Yeah, the yeah. Vikings. The fuck's that? Why are you about? trading yeah. inside of your division, number one? That's- and then you're going to get a beat-up David Montgomery, who's who, by the way, probably isn't even their top running back on that team. He's going to have two good games this year, and it's going to be against our boys in Navy and Orange. <laughs> That's it. That's just the way Chicago sports works. Yeah. Yeah, There. who was it? There was a, there was a guy on the Packers back in the day who only had good games against the Bears. He had two good games a year. I forgot. I got to look up the name, who it was, but it's like, uh, shoot, I forget his name. But he sucked the other 50 yeah. games and we just roll the Bears every, you know, it's, twice a year. It's just the way it goes, but we're changing the narrative. <laughs> it's slowly, but surely. I think 10 wins is realistic. Yeah. Oh, man, it's a big number, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm also calculating 17 games now. So, yeah. So 10 and 6? 10 and 7. Well, 17 games you go to buy. Yeah, no, 18 weeks. Oh, 18 weeks. Yeah, yeah so see, that's why I'm not a math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> 10 and 7. <sighs> Do you want to go through them and see? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's not a bad idea. Let's that's go a good play. Hold on. We, I will, while we pull up the schedule, I will give Brady the props of right when he becomes a diehard Chicago fan all the way around, Bears get first pick and the Blackhawks get first pick. I must have subconsciously sold my soul for football and <laughs> hockey, even though basketball is my favorite sport. <laughs> yeah, because now the Bulls are terrible because of you. <laughs> I have to take I have to take my digs when I have yeah. two goods. <laughs> your your fandom can only be in Chicago for three of the major sports. Yeah, that's it. So but you got to pick a different hockey part. team. We talk about this all the time. We're expecting all four major teams to win the championship every year. Yeah. And I don't think there's a problem with that. All right, we got it. Uh, I needed an update. Hold on, let me find it. Win. We're close. We're close. Week well, one, first we're, win. Week, week one is win. Uh, week, week one, one is Packers. Packers. Dude, Jordan Love is going to get his tits licked. I can't wait for that. <laughs> that one is going to be. That one's going to be awesome. Okay, I got him. You ready? Yeah. All right, Packers Bears. Uh, week one, win. Yes. Win. Okay. No Tom Brady on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Week two at Tampa. Win. Win. Who's the quarterback? Baker. Oh. My guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, week three at Kansas City. Loss. Okay. Week four, Broncos at Bears. Win. Win. I mean, Broncos Jerry Judy. <laughs> the only reason I'm scared is because Illinois guy Sean Payton just seems to know football. Yeah. But I still think that's a win because yeah, Russell Wilson's their quarterback. You're telling me we're starting three and one. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Speaking of Russell Wilson, did you guys see that thing on Twitter with that lady saying that guy's not real on the airplane? Oh yeah, week? yeah. Someone did a meme <laughs> of the other angle, and it was Russell Wilson doing his "Let's roll." Yeah. <laughs> um, it is so cringeworthy. I don't. All right, know so let's go, let's count. We got one, two. We have one. Oh, I for, oh no, I didn't forget that. We have one, two. We have three and one after the Broncos, yes. yeah. right? Okay. Commanders. At win. Win. Yeah. Vikings at Bears. We're going to At Bears win. Yeah, at Bears. Oh, four and one. We're asking Wait, what time is it at? It's a nooner. Oh, yeah. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. Wait, yeah. no. Kirk Cousin loves noon games. He does. Yeah, we'll get. We'll take. We'll take the home game. We'll take the home okay. game against yeah, five and one. Because playing there with that stupid ass horn, I hate that horn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Raiders at Bears. At Bears, Raiders with Jimmy G. Who are they going to be? No Darren Waller? Win. Yeah. All right. So, so we're six, six and, and one. one. We're six oh and God. one. We only oh need four more. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we're, at, we're not even in November yet. We only need four more. Bears at Saints. Loss. Yeah. Derek yeah, Carr. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, six and two. Mm-hmm. All right. Alvin Kamara is going to have nine touchdowns that game. Yeah. No if doubt. he's back by then. Cal, uh, Carolina at Bears. Win. Win. Bryce Young can't see over the fucking offensive line. All right. November 19th, uh, Bears at Lions. At Lions, November, loss. Yeah. Seven and three. Seven and three. Bears at Vikings, the 27th. Loss, Loss seven and four. All right. Then we get a bye week. And then we come back with Detroit on December 10th, Detroit at the Bears. We gotta we gotta come off the bye hot. Yeah. So we win that one. Two weeks to study. And probably cold. December 10th. Yeah. All right. So Jared Goff hates the cold. Is that eight wins? Yeah. Yeah, eight Eight and and four. It's going to get easier from here. Oh, it gets way easy. Uh, Bears at Browns. Win. Nine. Oh, man. Ooh, but that's ten. Deshaun Watson, yeah. depending on the year he's having. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's take it easy. Let's stay away from that. If he's we'll not in jail. Yeah, right. Uh, well, he's also probably playing for a contract since he's paid out so many wow. massages, yes. masseuses. Yes, he has. Damn, uh, that's, that's initiative. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Arizona at the Bears, December 24th. No right. chance the Bears aren't favored in that one. Yeah. It's a win. Kyler yeah. Murray will be playing baseball at that time. Right. And, and we'll have DeAndre yeah. Hopkins by then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So we're at our we're at our ten. Are we at ten? Yeah, we're ten yeah, and we're four. We're already at ten and four. And then we got Atlanta and the and the Packers. Who cares? This, Lose them both. This, this fucking ten wins. Guys, it, we're cakewalking to ten wins. We just, I think, we just pretty much got the bye to the NFC Championship. Yeah, and that's where we'll run into a little bit of problems. I'll say that. I'll be fair there. Against uh, the Eagles are. Oh yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. So good. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers could come into play. No, he can't. Oh, that's he's right. On that's the Jets. AFC. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the Eagles. All right, we'll face the Eagles to go to the bowl. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Darn, I, think we'll the, I think the Rams will be good. I think I think uh, losing Zeke in Dallas is addition by subtraction. I think they can finally run their offense. It, it could be interesting. We'll see. There's a ton of teams that have these dual running backs, and one guy shows up out of nowhere, has a good year. They lose the main back who people were planning for, and then the next guy doesn't pan out. And also, the Cowboys are just cursed, I think. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. And now no the doubt. Vikings are going with Alexander Madison instead of Delvin Cook. Yeah, so and they think that's, that's gonna... just going to be fine. Hey, that's you know who, idiotic. You know who took me to a, a, fl- a fantasy football championship two years ago it was Jeff Mitchell in San Francisco. That yeah. dude had an awesome week. Like, there was nowhere before week 13. I picked him up, and he took me right to the ship. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do this year. I know they have Christian McCaffrey, but I'm just going to draft the next three guys on the Dolphins <laughs> and, the, and the 49ers because Mike McDaniel built that run offense, and they have four running backs every year. Yeah. That's who is the other problem in the NFC is the fucking 49ers. I yeah. have a crazy take on that Sam Darnold's going to win that VP because Shanahan can just... Wait. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Sam you went you you went completely off the rails. You think Sam Darnold's going to win the league? He might. Hey, I think he's eligible for comeback player of the year. Brock yeah. Purdy played at Iowa State. Sam Darnold was a number one recruit at USC. Think, I don't think Brock Purdy is even going to be healthy. I think That's who's coming in for him is Darnold. Well, I know, I know, but I don't think I don't think he's even gonna be a factor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because Darnold's yeah. gonna go eight zero, and they're gonna be like, "Okay, Brock, sit down." <laughs> oh, man. Well, and the NFC West isn't very good. Yeah, right. So it certainly can happen. It, I think it's I, uh, NFL's awesome. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My, 
so there, there's, there's two, there's two days a year. I don't sleep one the first day of school. I can't sleep because yeah. I'm just coming off my summer high and two, the night before the NFL starts. Yeah. And like it, a family member has a uh, baby shower. And I asked my wife, when is it? She's like September 10th. I'm like, mm, eh, sorry. <laughs> Not and then my daughter, who's going to be a sophomore at Illinois State, she's like, well, Marissa has to go back to school. I'm like, mm, I don't know how that's going to happen. She's playing hooky that because day. <laughs> the shower's at 10 in the morning. Yeah. Bears kick at three. She, we're not leaving till seven. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So she understands. She understood, <laughs> she yeah. understood the yeah. assignment. She yeah. might have to go to school two days early, two days late. I need time to prep. Yeah. yeah. She's a sophomore. <laughs> she figured out for herself. Yeah, right. She figured out. <laughs> syllabus week is fake. Yeah. It doesn't no, this matter. Is week, this is September 10th. We're already a month out of syllabus week. That's the hard part. This is like real classes on Monday. So yeah, uh, no, we'll just anyways, tell everybody. My mother, my, as a fun, so my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law, who's awesome, said, to my wife, she said, Katie, I'll drive with you and put, to take Marissa back to school. And I'm like, a little fist, fist pump. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what it. I yeah, am. So now you can not sleep on the couch. Right. <laughs> right. That's why people are like, when you see those tweets, you're like, um, I, I find it so crazy, men's obsession with sports. And I'm like, this is where I want to be. I want to be in your situation where I'm so obsessed with it that everybody in my family understands. They know. And there's no conversation about it. No, they know. usually. They, no, they know. Like, like there's, the NFL is different though, right? That's what I'm really, saying. 19 weeks of NFL and I'm, and I'm seriously like, 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 uh, president's day weekend. I'm going to funk. Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm not watching the XFL. Nope. nope. The NBA. And I know you're an NBA guy. I'm not a big fan of the NBA. I, I'm an NBA guy, but I'm yeah. also a, like human being. I'm here. I understand. I know who's King. Right. It's NFL. Yeah. Even for me, yeah. I mean, I'll throw on an NBA game and I'll look at it and I'll be like, I wish this was the NFL. Right. Yeah, and then, you know, pitchers and catchers report, but like, baseball is 162 games. Yeah. This is fucking 16. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. is absurd that I think they're the lowest paid professional athletes. Football players? Yeah. It makes maybe no the, sense. Maybe the average of quarterbacks saves it, but I'm seeing these NBA contracts right now. These guys are getting 110 mil who NBA, come off the bench. The NBA contracts are out of control. Yeah, and then Shohei's going to get a billion, so. From? Uh, I Whoever has it. <laughs> well, let's, it's, it's going to be Anaheim, the Dodgers, or the Yankees. I know. That's, I, yeah, right? which is New, brutal. If the Dodgers get him, I'm no, done. I don't know. I think I'd be more upset if the Yankees got him. Dude, if you put him in, in that lineup with Judge and Stanton. Yeah, that's and he's also <laughs> And he's also pitching the day after Garrett yeah. Cole. Yeah. Yeah. It's just no. I, that's a whole different. That's a whole other podcast for another time. Yeah, no. We spent the whole podcast talking about how the Cubs could get them, and I'm over it now. I, <laughs> we're buying soccer teams, so that's yeah. more important. Yeah, the Rickets. obviously. Yeah, fucking. I'm being sarcastic. No, sorry. I understand. <laughs> hey, but I want to go back. I want. I want to get your take because since you're the NBA guy, I'm doing. I'm going to start the interview now. Please this, don't say what. What I think you're going to say. This mid-season tournament. Okay, oh, that's no. fine. I thought you were he didn't want talk you to about, bring up uh, a certain ball brother on our team. Oh, that's crushed. That's, that, <laughs> that, crushed. Dude, that's, and, and not just for the bull, but like for Lonzo. Yeah. Like, the dude's going to be okay. Yeah. But dude, yeah. that's so bad. Um, Back to the midseason so anyway, tournament. So anyway, go back to the tournament. <laughs> I, I'm interested. I'm intrigued by it. I think it's kind of cool. I don't hate it, but I also, do, it's like a, it's like the same thing when we talk about baseball changing rules and stuff. You don't. You don't fix something that isn't broken. The bases weren't broken. The time wasn't really broken. And then they tried to fix things that weren't 
the things that needed to be fixed. I think the things that need to be fixed in the NBA are requirements of playing games. This load management stuff hasn't helped anybody. There's more injuries now than there's ever been. Yeah. So the midseason tournament, sure, fine, but I'd rather see them take care of everything else. Yeah, and I think for as as a, a middle class sales or ticket buying guy, yeah, if I want to go see, name it, right, I, I want them to play, and you I don't, don't want them know. Close. You just don't know. They there could be ten minutes before the game. Oh, ankle tightness, right. and then they go for forty the next night in Cleveland. But I don't live in Cleveland. Right, right. You no, see those, I think you're right. You see those posters of I've traveled like six hundred thousand miles to see LeBron play, and oops, he's sitting out tonight. It's insane. It's insanity. Yeah. Especially with the contracts we're just talking about. Yeah. If you gave me one hundred dollars, I would play <laughs> every single game. It's a little cheap. I, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Cut that. Know. If you gave me two hundred dollars, if you did give me a hundred grand, I'd play in every game you needed me to. I, I would. I would do it for seventy. Yeah. Mm. I'd do it for fifty. Sorry. If I got to. Okay. So every year. day I show up to this facility, everybody knows my name. Oh. Also, that locker has my name on it with jerseys in it, with clothes in it, with shoes in it, with fucking magic drinks that uh, I could have went out till two in the morning and then all of a sudden I'm not hung over anymore. That's what I think about with professional <laughs> athletes. That's what they're using for it. But no, you have the, the cryotherapy, the masseuses, the PTs, the coaches, all this stuff for you. That's what I would look forward to the most. And yeah. for $50,000, I think that's a bargain. Yeah. The, the, the rest of my life is planned out for me. Someone picks me up at home. <laughs> I go to practice. They drive me home. What about your meal? You have all your meals paid for? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that, too. <laughs> oh, hey, chef, world renowned. Yeah. I'll take whatever I want that day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. That's, that's what great. that was <laughs> probably the number one thing I should have said. I don't that's know. Gear day. day is pretty great. I know. That's Getting what I was thinking all about. the gear. Have you seen Gear Day in Oak Park Baseball? I have not seen it lately. I've uh, only heard the stories. It's Kevin Campbell, who's one of my really good friends and now the head baseball coach. I don't know wh- where he gets his stuff from. These kids are geared up like they get a duffel bag full of shit. And so it's cool. three hoodies and two pairs of pants and four hats and three jerseys. And yep. I'm like, Best how, day do, of the year. how do you manage like what you're wearing on what day? But every freshman's got their shit on like the next day. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, there yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. Is, yeah. I, I want to go back to one other thing before we go back to that. I want to talk about your thoughts about baseball because I'm a, I'm a baseball guy through and through. I think some of the stuff they got right in changing the game. Yeah. The pitch clock kind of sucks. Yeah. Not a fan. But... I hated watching 16 inning baseball games. Yeah. Like the guy in second base, one is strategically even, right? Two, depending on where the lineup is, it depends on how you're going to play it. Some guys will mash, some guys will bunt, some guys mm-hmm. will hit a fly ball. But and I the think- The White Sox do none of it. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tangents. Oh. Tangents. <laughs> no, I, I will talk, we can talk about White Sox baseball next. It's mediocrity at its absolute best. And I just want to- it's just annoying. Yes. That's it's being annoying. nice, but we'll, we'll yeah. get to it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't get the bigger bases. I think the bigger bases are a disadvantage for the catchers because yep. guys are getting there quicker and that, you know, every tag is boom on the money. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, there's some things that they need to tinker with though. Well, but if that, I had bigger bases freshman year, that 36 would be even 72. higher. Yeah. 72 for sure. <laughs> Doubled at least. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we would do, Pat? We probably, uh, courtesy run you every batter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Because we always we always kept the fat kid who can mash, yeah. right? Yeah. There's always a fat kid who can mash. We'll put the fast kid on to hit yeah. one for him. He, yeah, he, he'd score. That was me. He'd gas. Get back out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go again. Yeah, I'm but just that, doing my but rounds. That's the thing about about the rules. We've talked about it before. It's like how out of touch these whoever's making these decisions is with baseball and then also baseball players because like you said the 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 runner on second yes that's awesome but then they get in this room with their egos and whatever they have on their high horse and they're like here's another thing we can do we can make the bases bigger everybody in the room looks at each other and goes, that's a great idea <laughs> <laughs> like you can't have these people in there long term to make the game better or flip the script what didn't pass at the bigger bases made it Right. Right. Like what right. did you want? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I'm trying to think of a good rule that what's a good rule that we want implemented. We'll do like a Savannah banana one. Like yeah. a foul ball is caught us out. Absolutely. <laughs> like, foul ball in a crowd. You catch it. Dude, you're out. The second that's, that is the stupidest thing ever. Then this fucking guy comes in with, who's never played a game of baseball. How about we make it 15 seconds before every single pitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, everybody clap it up, clap it up for that guy. That's the part that I'm worried about. Yeah, I got you. Is that there's people in these offices that are making these decisions yeah. and then they get promoted. Yeah. Well, I think I think the, the MO behind all of it is a better fan experience in a shorter amount of time, right? Yeah. But I don't think that's the problem. I don't think shortening it is making it more enjoyable. Uh, I've, I've sat through... 81 White Sox games, I can clearly tell you it's not more enjoyable. Right. I think it's just, I think it's more of a product thing. Yeah. But I don't know exactly off the top of my head how I would make it yeah. better, but. Yeah. It's interesting, but the game continues to evolve and they're, they're, people are hitting the turnstiles like they never hit before and it's bigger than, you know, it's a summer classic again. Absolutely. How about the guy, Duvall, I think he's on the Giants. He came into relief last night. He throws like 102 without warm-ups. Then he throws a slider that breaks like 14 inches. My buddy J.P. Coughlin, who coaches softball at Oak Park, put on Twitter today, he, he sometimes goes to bed wondering how people hit those pitches. I, like, how do you make contact with it? It's just not fair. Thank you, guys. Yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Understandably. Oh, Duvall, the kid who went to LT, yeah, and now he's on the Giants. Yeah. Did he go to LT? No, I'm just saying. That's to make me feel better. <laughs> well, Pat, it's okay. Yeah. Once I learned how to bunt for a hit, it was all good. Yeah, there, that was the whole thing. Yeah. We've done it a couple of guys. You can fly? Good. Put this down between the first baseman, second baseman, a pitcher, and run your ass off. Yeah, go I to the Bermuda that, Triangle. Now that we're talking about that, it brings me back to the point of baseball and where the problems may lie is that there, that is the beauty of baseball. A guy who can bunt and then a guy who can hit it 450 and then a guy who can throw it 100, but then a guy who can throw it 82 right on the corner like Kyle Hendricks. I think we're losing that. I think we're creating almost a robot of only having one type of guy in major sports. And it's like, obviously this is just general on the face type of stuff. Yeah. The guys who everybody knows are the guys who hit home runs and then the guys who throw 105. But I think the beauty of baseball is everybody below them in my just in my opinion the common guy right yeah. the terrence gores of the world who's never hit a ball of the infield hey, but he made the team before last year whit merrifield no one absolutely knew who whit merrifield hey watch him play today yeah are you kidding me that guy's so fundamentally sound right and another guy who's been on the white Sox and the cubs who can't find time in the lineup is nick magic oh there we go and all mm -hmm. the guy does is hit singles but, yeah. Right, and yeah. but it's, <laughs> but you like from Moneyball. Does he get on base? Yes. He yeah. Does. yeah, but it's it's not a part of the game anymore. <laughs> he gets on base. He does get on base. I just Nick Madrigal. They did they did a huge disservice putting him in at third base. He's not a third baseman. Obviously, I, I totally agree. Yeah, and the part that blows my fucking mind 
is that this team isn't good. No. So there's like whoever's playing second base and Nico Horner. Yeah, he's pretty good. Let's try him at third base every now and then. Let's have him play shortstop. Let's have Dansby play second. Let's have Dansby play third. Switch something around. You ain't good. What you have that you're putting out there every day that you think is working with Nick Madrigal at third doesn't need to be that way. Where's Patrick Wisdom? Uh, probably striking out somewhere. <laughs> or dropping a 500-foot bomb. But, but, you know, first two weeks of the year, MVP. <laughs> yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? It was insanity. Yeah, and was like funny. I told you before, I'm a diehard Cubs fan. Yeah. And I was like, I, this shit isn't going to last. And everyone was like, oh, you're being a cynic, being a cynic. I'm like, no, you could just tell. Yeah. yeah we're the Swanson fucking going white. Three for three every game. Right. And we're the whitest lineup in the game of baseball. And I don't know, maybe that could be successful one day. But <laughs> did you watch the game last night? <laughs> not one guy who could speak English and not one Patrick Wisdom. <laughs> right. Adley Rushman could speak English. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm an interesting Cub fan. I'm really not a Cub fan, and here's why. I like I said, told you earlier, I was raised in the South Side, and I only went the White Sox games growing up. So, although we had WGN the Superstation, and it was just daytime baseball, and I was never home to watch Cubs baseball because I was out on my bike riding around, do whatever. So, my first Cub game I went to, I was 21. And I sat in the bleachers and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> this is not South Side baseball. This it was the different. greatest party. I've ever been to. And that's how they keep getting right. away with it. So I, I went home and I called my dad and, I, and he's like, and it was before cell phone. So it had to be 19, I'm 21, so probably 1995. And he's like, Jimmy, where have you been all day? I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> I went to my fucking first Cubs game. <laughs> it was so much fun. And next thing I heard is he hung up on me. <laughs> so I called him back. And I swear to God, I, I called him back and I'm like, what happened? We got disconnected. He's like, oh, no, no, no. We didn't get disconnected. I raise you better than this. <laughs> yeah. We don't go to Wrigley Field. Yeah. We hang out on the South Side, and those people are nuts. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. But I, 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 <laughs> so I don't, I'm not a guy who like hates the Cubs. Like even in 16, like I was all in. Yeah. My buddy owned, owned a bar on Clark and called Merkel's. He since it sold it to another guy. But Family friends own Bernie's right on the corner. Yeah. So my dad would work weekends. So awesome. I know exactly what you're talking about. So like during like game four, we were in Merkel's at a VIP party. It was awesome. It was, it was totally awesome, but I don't like hate the Cubs. I just follow the White Sox, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, it, and yeah, it's just it's, mediocre. Basis. But like Same you're here. talking about with like the North side versus South side, it, it, it does run that deep. It is where your father will hang up yeah. on you. And that's how it kind of, <laughs> we got the tail end of it, but now they're just so mediocre that it just doesn't exist anymore. And I would just love for them both to be good again. Well, I, and I don't know how the Cub farm system looks. Um, not good. Not good. No. The White Sox farm system. Very, very bad. Very bad. But there's assets on the major league level that they're going to dump in the next two weeks that's going to rebuild that. Within in the kids that they just drafted, dude, they just got some like four four top line pitchers and a stud shortstop, which tells me TA is gone. Yep. You know, and uh, Gilito gone. Lance Lynn gone. Mm -hmm. Moncada gone. Yep. I hope. Yeah. Just to rebuild. And here's the other piece Kenny and Rick have got to get out of there. They, and they need new blood. I know this sounds so crazy because there's so much money in it, but there's got to be some way that fans can vote on their outs. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Because I, there's something fucking nuts going on. Someone's and got naked pictures of somebody in, exactly. that, in that organization. Yeah, there's I no thought doubt. it was Lori Garcia for the longest time. <laughs> oh, until he hit that bomb last year in the playoffs. Yeah. By the way, I was there too. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Best game I've ever been to in my entire life. Uh, it's probably my top... Four. 
we'll with, get to those. Okay. <laughs> what what series was that? Was that wasn't that regular season? No, no that, that was, was against Houston. the Astros. Oh, okay. We, that was the only game we won. But I think just, they were down 2-0 or 3-0, and everyone was like, game five. No, yeah. they're down 2-0 because they were mm-hmm. like, we're going to take it in game five, and they got whooped in the next couple games. But it still just shows you how ready this city is to explode for baseball. But here's the commonality, right? We talk about north side and south side. What's the common factor we all have together? The Bears. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. you're not going to find a Cub fan and a White Sox fan who are going to fight it whatever bars down the street about right. the so, bears. Cause so it all starts there. Dude, it all starts there. Yeah. No doubt. When they're good, then White Sox and Cubs fans can be friends. cordial. When the Hawks had their run, yeah. dude, that was special. Yeah. For, for people who love sports though. Yeah. That's the only thing that sucks about it. Yeah. That the average person walking down the street would be like, What's this parade for? Yeah, what's going on <laughs> yeah. here? Right, right. But Why is I'm, my commute I'm, I'm to excited work about nine hours? Sure. Oh, Bernard's <laughs> the real deal. Yeah. And I, I I, don't dive deep into hockey, but the dude's a real deal. And the pieces they just put around him. Yeah. The dude from Boston, the real deal. You know, they got some young kids who can skate and see what happens. Absolutely. It's fun to see a Chicago team drafting a player and then immediately trying to help him. Yeah. Because it's just so seldom. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I well, think- even, even with Justin Fields going back to the Bears. Hey, Justin, we're going to draft you. And by the way, we're signing Annie Dalton. Yeah. Just to, like, what? what? And here's five guys to start the season that just have never played offensive line. I'm no. convinced. And then we're just going to bring in like five new guys sporadically because these guys are going to get hurt. Yeah. You're going to have the lowest separation from wide receivers as well. Right. Just run so, for by your the way, life. Yeah, run- yeah. And duck and then run the other way. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. everybody, that's no, why it. I'm so excited is because everybody on fucking social media is like, all he can do is run. I'm like, just, just please wait. <laughs> <sighs> Don't get me started. I know. Yeah. Well, let's stay on the White Sox. Okay. Baseball mind. You are. Yeah, totally. Other than, well, I guess dumping is their only solution now. But if, say, they don't dump everybody and they go 43 and 27 or whatever to make it back, I think that's what they have to do in the second half to make it to 500. And I think that could win the AL Central. Oh, man. <laughs> what a fucking low bar that is. Yeah. 500. Yeah. To, listen to that. Listen to those words. 500 to win the AL Central. All right. Well, let's talk about what they don't have to do. They don't have to play the Astros. Yeah. They don't have to play the Yankees. They don't have to play Tampa. I think they're done with like the big three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got the Braves to start on Friday. Start with the Braves who are really good. The best. They were partying though. Yeah. Because they all made it the all-star team. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that happened to the White Sox is Lucas Giolito got divorced. Yeah. So not a, it, yeah, <laughs> and, and Luis Robert got it, hurt. In it, the yeah. Home run and, and Jake Berger's wife is tweeting about him back in the cage. Um, uh, she did she really did I she, know and I love it but yeah, dude, it is he's at a, a certain point he's gonna <laughs> yeah, go hit yeah. absolutely the dude mashes baseballs yeah um, dude that is so far as much as I would love it Brady it is so far fetched yeah there's no way I was just trying to see how it could happen okay and here's how it happens if you were the coach tomorrow with who they have am I, and I'm not dumping anybody yeah Holy shit. This is the rocket science um, that we have to come back to. <laughs> one, I, I'm sitting Grandal. Yep. He just does nothing for me. Mm-mm. Two, I'm playing... I put You put Rummel art in? Yeah. It's I mean, a, here's the thing. Like, cheekbones. Like, it, I, I'm putting together a lineup in my head, and it's like, it's like a B team uh, playing against the fucking 27 Yankees. Like I, I can't even, the pieces aren't there, but burger's got to play every day. Mm-hmm. Ben attendees need to find his power numbers. You leave Robert where he's at. Eloy's a fucking head case. Mm-hmm. Andrew Vaughn 
might be the best hitting worst baseball player I've ever seen. <laughs> That's the greatest. Give him time. Yeah. Give, Give him time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Give him time. You ever notice how close his eyes are together too? I think there's yeah. something going on there. But that is perfect how you explained him though, because on paper, he has everything you're looking for. But he doesn't play. He can't play. I know. Here's the other thing. Post Jermaine die. 2005. When was the last time the White Sox had a fucking right fielder? I don't know. They haven't. In the name of, it's like it, you might as well name the Bears quarterbacks after Sid Luckman, like yeah. 1927. Like there's just not. There's no one. Gavin Sheets. <laughs> why is Gavin Sheets on this baseball team? Gavin Sheets is is Andrew Vaughn Minor. Yeah, you have three catchers and and Gavin Sheets. Yeah. <laughs> That's you could open up two spots. Yasman gone. You have one pitcher. Michael Kopech is and, and, and I know he's got some some mental health issues based on the COVID stuff. He had to step away and I totally respect that. He has lost so much velocity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be the real deal in the Chris Hill Chris Hill trade. Yeah. Him and Moncada were. Dude. And you know, they wanted Ben Attendee in that trade. And they said no. The the Red Sox said no in that trade. Well, we got him eventually. Play the long game. You always knew, looking at Chris Sale, he was going to be a bust, though, right? Chris Sale, just his funky ass arm motion and like throwing slider after curveball and maybe a two seamer, four seamer. It was only a matter of time. Yeah. So I think that was a good trade. But yeah, he was throwing I, I, there's from first no, base. There's no possible way. Yeah, I that think the White so Sox too. <laughs> it's just anything. it is truly incredibly sad how not one thing panned out. And you can't even say Louis Robert, Robert Robert has either. And I'm a diehard Cub fan. I love him to death. I want Louis Robert on my baseball team, on my football team. Dude, I, I don't care what he's I, playing. I, I've said it to other people. Yeah. If Lou, if you if you translated his athletic ability to a soccer field or a football field, that dude's the best athlete on that field. He moves like no one else and tracks everything. Yeah. Do I think he's going to pan out? Sure, I do. But with the White Sox, I don't think it's no, possible right it, now. It, I don't know you, what's going on. I, I like your optimism, but like, what are you what are you basing that on? Because they haven't had an everyday stud. <laughs> Fuck, is Paul Canerco? Yeah, I know, but I, my stupid little brain sees Luis Robert, who's 6'3", 225 pounds, all muscle, can throw anybody out like Pat did in high yeah, school, yeah. can mash, can run. Yeah. Like, how does that not work out? Yeah, right. But then you're like, oh, shit. He tweaked his hamstring swinging the bat. Well, granted, he did drop fucking 28 bombs, 450 feet. Yeah. It could happen to anybody. But yeah, but it's like... Like you said earlier about, uh, what was it? Uh, what were we talking about? The shiniest <laughs> shit in the shit pile? Or no, I, I think I called it uh, uh, King, King Shit, shit on, on Turd Island. Island. Yeah. You can use that. Yeah, I, I like got it a lot. My buddy. <laughs> uh, by the way, those are not messed. My buddy, uh, Paul Collins, who's a wrestling coach at yeah. Park, he says that. I'm like, I wrote that down. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. He's King Shit on Turd Island. Yeah. yeah. So it's just yeah. like, I don't know. Are you wasting it? I don't think so. I think he can continue to do it. But he's another young guy. He's a Latin guy and it's not racist. It's just how Latin guys, they play with flavor. They play with the crowd. Javi Baez talked about it a million times. He's like, I like to play when the crowd is in it and full. That's why he's hitting 112 with the Detroit Tigers. Can we, can we go further with that? Yeah. If you would have told me five years ago that the, the, the shining star of, of Chicago baseballs would have been Baez, Tim Anderson, Abreu, and... Chris uh, Bryant. Chris Bryant. Yeah. And Chris Bryant. That's who the fourth one is. <laughs> Boy, how they have fallen. <laughs> <It's> crazy. 
He won, he won rookie of the year, then MVP, then World Series. Oh, should have won World Series MVP. Ben Zobris closed his eyes, and it was awesome. <laughs> but now he's on the Rock. He's playing 12 games a year. Hey, baseball money's guaranteed. Yeah. He's not dumb. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would like for the money to not be his only motive. But, you know, I'd probably be the same way. <laughs> this, I think, you know, what else? But, like, what else do you have to do? Yeah. You know, he's living in the past. Yeah, he's why, done it all. Why Baez went to Detroit? Like, what did you see in Detroit? I think it was the only team that could take, would take him. I mean, someone, someone put it. He was coming from the, the Mets day. on that, um, just rent a player. Oh, deal. right, right. Wasn't it him and Lindor on the Mets? Dude, yeah. That was a pretty deadly middle infield. Yeah. Yeah. But he also just rode the wave of people gambling on him. And then all of a sudden they're just like, okay, this isn't even worth the gamble anymore. Yeah. And Detroit was like, oh, I'll be biased, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Let's talk about this functional sports city. Yeah. At least we're not Detroit. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Fuck uh, you, Lions. <laughs> <laughs> and Tigers and Red Wings. Fuck yeah. them all. All right. Well, we're going to have to do this again. I feel like we can uh, make this a regular occurring thing. You know, I think I work about a mile and a half. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, the chances are slim I'm that there that 188 happens. days a year. You, listen, you call me and say, Gio, we need you on, and I'll come on. Perfect. You we let need, me know. Yeah, we need a fresh voice. Has anybody ever told you a voice for radio? Yes. Do you want to know the background? Yeah. There's a real yeah. story here. I, uh, once I hit puberty, I got this voice when I was like 16. Still and I was going to go to Columbia College to go into radio broadcasting. Swear to God. I grew up like idolizing Marching and Greco. The dude is like the coolest dude ever. I'm like, I want that job. And uh, I paid for my own college. So when I got the bill from Columbia, I was like, mm, not going to work. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up going to Moraine Valley, which is a community college in the South Side, and then went to Eastern Illinois. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to be a PE teacher and the rest is history. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have you, good pipes. I, I do a lot of cool stuff. I do, um, I did high school football at Oak Park for years and I've done uh, state championships for uh, lacrosse and field hockey. And yeah, I got I love, I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. And you, you can tag team on us once we start getting up there and uh, you can just join the crew and it'll the, be great. Hey, listen, if there's anyone more washed up than me, I want to meet him because I am as washed up as it gets. So <laughs> yeah. I would fit right in with you guys. Even and I want a Sean here so I could bust his chops a little bit, a little culinate. Oh yeah. A little, <laughs> little Sean. Yeah. James, he would have. Oh, oh Sean. Too. Oh, James calling Yeah. James. Yeah. We got to get Fitzy on here too. Oh yeah. dude, that whole family. Yeah. The mom and Brian and, and, and what's the one? Barb. Barb. Yeah. Barb. Awesome people. Yeah. You know, it started with with, uh, with uh, Jack, right? Yeah. And then, yep. and then uh, Liam, Liam is the youngest. And who's the middle one? Luke. Luke. Yeah. And Luke's most coaching. successful. Luke's coaching yeah. at Creighton, Creighton, I think. Or coaching somewhere. Uh, I don't I think he just finished and then he probably will. Yeah, he had Creighton. some back trouble yeah, yeah, going yeah. into Creighton. Sucks. Yeah, but he had that as senior year of high school and like was an awesome high school baseball player with like a bad back. I will yeah. say two things about the Fitzgerald family before we go. Number one, Liam, quite possibly my favorite human being on planet. <laughs> no, I, I can't disagree with you. It's <laughs> hilarious. Number two, um, I can't remember if it was Luke's sophomore or junior year when Oak Park was playing when we went to the game. I don't know if you were with me. Mm. They're playing some green team. I don't remember. But Luke was either a sophomore or junior. I've never seen anybody get backpicked in real life in my life in high school. And he did it to somebody. And I was like, okay, I know you're younger than me, but that was the coolest sporting thing I've He's ever seen. He's the second best. Uh, second. I'll say top three. I Those say three are tough. There's, to there's, pick. there's yeah. three of the best high school catchers I've ever seen around my tenure. Yeah. And Luke, yeah. Pat, Luke, and Pat Romero, who backpicked people fucking left and right. I think it's the coolest thing ever. That's why I love Wells Contreras. Yeah. And uh, 
Picciotti. Jack Picciotti. <laughs> yeah. And I got stories about all those guys. Yeah. They're awesome. And so. Jack's the whole reason we won state. He's insane. It's awesome. Absolutely. Dude. <laughs> it's team absolutely. game. Can I tell you a quick Jack Picciotti story? Of course. Story? Jack Picciotti got a parking ticket one afternoon outside of OPRF. He was a junior. You know the story? Mm -hmm. He was a junior in high school. And outside the high school was our principal and our athletic director who had, who's a hothead. Jack picked up the ticket, put it in the pocket of our athletic director and said, you take care of this. I'm no way. <laughs> That's so Pat, fucking am I shooting cool. Him? Am I? No, dude. Yeah. Stelzer. Yeah, Stelzer. my guy. Oh my God. Yeah, you, got him, you got him, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do anything. Out of it. You can't give it back. But you the, can't give it back. No take backs. I'll, I'll, I'll trade all the, so all the cool. Pat Romero back picks for the fucking cool Louisville fake tag. Oh and play. yeah. That it's, video is the best. It still pops up. Yeah. yeah I get it I all the time. Yeah. It'll it'll be a, a dark stormy day in November, and then something just some real from pops Louis. up. <laughs> I know that guy. Yeah, I could even say I coach that guy. I yeah. didn't teach him that, but I coach him. Yeah. That's so. got to be a great feeling. All right, well, listen, you guys. I was I honestly was nervous about how this was going to go, and I don't think it could have gone any better. No, yeah, no, we phenomenal. really do appreciate you coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. Let me know when we can come back, and we'll break down some NFL film once we go. Absolutely, start yeah. of the NFL season. Great. We'll, on a no night of sleep for you. We'll have you back. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. We're all wired up right now. All right, Gio. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. That interview from Jim Giovannis is brought to you by Washed Up. Um, thanks for coming and listening to that. Now let's get to the rest of the show, baby. We got a good one for you. We're going to start off with just a scooch of this. Hold on. This. Just a little scooch of that. Just a little uh, scooch of that. A little scooch of that. You know, when the when the mixer is acting up, it makes me act up. Dylan sees is going to the Astros. I will legitimately, <laughs> and this is pulling a Brez metaphor or whatever analogy right out of his ass, I will headbutt a knife if that happens. That's such a great Brez line right there. It's, the, it's one of his tops. Yeah. Is he a free agent? No. No, he's so, far from it, I think. What? Not too far. What would we be get? What would you know? What, what, what would we, we, what be, would we be getting be in return? Jose um, Abreu. <laughs> I was I was thinking about it. I just wanted to hear it from Pat's yeah. voice. So we'll get Jose Abreu and um, two inches off of El Tuve. So now apparently the asking price is like astronomical for Dylan Cease, as it should be. Well, I don't know about that because this is what we do. At Chicago sports, we don't sell at the right times, and then we try and sell way too high for something we missed an opportunity on. If you don't sell him now, what, you just keep him, he's unhappy, you guys keep losing, and then you get nothing for him? <laughs> yes, dude. Right, that's what I'm saying. The it's the best thing for the White Sox. So the asking price being too high is just like, I, I don't know, man. I, I We literally can't keep saying when are things going to change. And it's uh, not even just for the White Sox. It's for the Cubs also. Yeah. yeah they're it's for the Bulls. It's for the Bears. Well, not the Bears anymore. The best team in there. Bears and Hawks are are moved, are moved removed yeah. from the equation. It's literally just Bulls and the Bulls, Sox, and Cubs right now. Right. And, and the Sky. Yes. Like sky how, too. Sorry. There has to be a way for us to revolt. Yeah. I agree. But the thing is, right now, if we were to trade Dylan Cease, we're not getting a player that's ready tomorrow. Right. Right. We're going to get all of these prospects and it's like getting a mystery box. Like, would you trade Dylan Cease for a mystery box? No way. No. So 
We have no idea what his worth is in gemstones. You know, like we could get that mystery box back and it could be like one diamond, four pieces of plastic, like a shoelace and a sponge. Right. Or we could just keep them for another half of a season, figure it out in the off season, maybe get a player that we need to add that we know can show a little sign of life. Yeah. I mean, like you're saying. Jordan Alvarez. (laughs) I, I just really don't know what they can do. No, I talked about it a little bit with Gio. He said the same exact thing. And you just, and I feel awful for both of us. Yeah. I think that if we're going to do this fire sale that is now becoming like all these, like Bleacher Report, ESPN, they're all like, who is going to be the buyers and who's going to be the sellers? Well, the sellers are going to be the bad teams and the buyers are going to be the good. Like that doesn't change year in and year out. The thing is, what are you going to take from the good team to give them your best player or but your second player? My thing is, do you, can can the Chicago White Sox withstand another rebuild? Like, actually, I know no. we're crazy fans. We'll still go to the games because we love the White Sox. But I don't think you're going to get majority <laughs> of fans to buy back in again. That, that, I just don't think you're going to. And then Jerry's going to see ticket sales go down, and I think something fucking crazy is going to happen. I truly think that that like if they trade Cease, it'll just be the final straw for just White Sox fans. They'll be like, great, we got another six, seven years of just sucking. Right, but if they trade him first, it'll just be the first straw. Oh, it'll be the first domino. Yeah, the first domino to fall. But I see what you're saying. Like, Cease is the biggest name, and if he goes, everyone's going to be like, all right, fuck this. Who cares where Jaylito or Tim Anderson goes? But, I mean, where does like, – I, I got to stay on point here. Are, do we see a world where they're not in the city of Chicago anymore? Oh my God, Jesus Christ. I understand that this sounds so drastic, <clears throat> but this is, and it's, and I hate to say it like this, this will be one of the biggest wastes of talent. And let me explain myself. I don't mean waste in the performance. None of them have played. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like, I am lost for words. Well, I will go back on that and just say it, it will be the biggest waste of talent right just based on the definition of what's going on right. it would be the biggest waste of talent but the thing is is like you you're gonna look back at it and be like oh did these guys underperform i don't know they didn't play right you, you really you really yeah you can't say anything yet right but here's the thing this is real life you don't get to get, you don't get to go back and be like oh well they didn't play so everybody feels sorry for us and give us some more time that's not the way it works you know so it, it fucking really sucks yeah I also am in the same boat I've been in all year (laughs) where I legit think that this team can just fuck around and win this division. What happens next doesn't matter. We're going to get our dicks kicked in in the playoffs. But cash everybody's bet of winning the division and then go fuck yourself. All right. I kind of like that. So we just we stay on this plane of they're going to win the division this year. Cash a bet for the fans this year. Figure it out in the off season. Those your but guys, what do you Brady. mean by figure it out? Like, what can they do? Oh, I did. The whole figuring it out thing is dangling the keys. In, like, the, I've now wanting this dangle the keys in front of me metaphor tattooed on my body. Yeah. Because as a sports fan, all you want is the constant attention of what could happen. So dangle a key in front of me in front of the, in, in the off season, like in December, Give me somebody whose name everybody knows. Like that's what I, that's kind of that's what I'm That's good asking. now. That wasn't good six, it's seven like, years ago. What right. is that key that is somewhat realistic that'll get you going? Probably one, like, dude, that's tough. Like, I know. There's so many, 
So like one of the main keys would be to get like a fun new catcher. Like we have 90 year olds with bad knees behind the plate right now. Mm -hmm. So a good catcher, and I don't want to say Adley Rushman because he's, that's but that's impossible. the only name I get. But like, you give me Will Smith and I get a little happy. Okay. Or uh, Sean Murphy, maybe from Atlanta. Oh, fuck, dude. I creme de la creme, homie. Uh, but Will Smith kind of like, his, his name's Will Smith. It's just cool. Okay. But then Will Smith or Murphy, you have one of your guys going to the Braves or the Dodgers. Who are going to go nuts once that happens. Right. Yasmani Grandal is going to find the fountain of youth in LA. So the trade-off isn't worth it. Dan. No, I will take it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it. All and right. then if somehow, some way, um, Marcus Simeon wants to come back to Chicago after we just traded him away for a pile of dirt. <laughs> I would love a that pile too. Of dirt. Legitimately a pile of dirt, James. Maybe like a full, like a half full Gatorade, three fourths of a blue chilled Gatorade. We I gave. Didn't even throw in some big league chew. No, nah, not even like a little bit. Okay, well, I'm not a long term guy. So my focus right now, we're just to win the division. Yeah. And then, you know what? Like I do everything else, just push everything off. Yeah. So I think if we ditch TA. Giolito. Cease. No. This th right now, like before August 1st, like uh, trade deadline oh, August 1st. Sorry. So if we dish TA, like I, I want to see what Colson Montgomery has in his back pocket, but we also already have 90 infielders that'll be outfielders in a matter of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you play first base? You're going to be one hell of a right fielder. Kevin Sheets, great right fielder. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, he makes the impossible catch last night or two nights ago and, like, misses the one where you're jogging in and it hits, like, the palm of your hand and falls to the ground. He's helped me out so much betting against the White Sox. <laughs> he's like, a scumbag. He needs to go. No, he's uh, not a scumbag. <laughs> dirt ball. Just not Sorry. When that guy, when that slime ball. ball. <laughs> slime ball. There you go. Go with a soda. Fair enough. Um, yeah, but, I, I mean, the division... Every team in our division wants to lose the division, right? Like Minnesota and Cleveland have just like happened to run into a couple more wins than us. They're not playing great. Like Byron Buxton's been almost healthy the entire year. And sure, he's really solid still, but like I was legitimately scared of him the last two years when he was healthy. Mm -hmm. I constantly forget about the twins. You know, Absolutely, like oh, me my, too. so do I, especially without my boy. Right. And for the listeners, who's your boy? Luis Arias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, He's literally my brother. Yeah, I was just <laughs> dude, you need to come. You need to draw up your family tree. It's there's so many trees. There's a lot it's of like people in your family. The General Sherman. Yes, everywhere. But, but how about you? You send me the list. Just name. Just do the names, and I'll make the tree for you. Okay. All I, right, Cliff. I sent him a screenshot the other day. It was a Bleacher Report. It said like hot takes, which Bleacher Report's so bad all the time. Yeah. But it said like hot takes for the second half, and it said that Corey Seager will finish with a bet, uh, better batting average than Luis Arias. I'm like, oh, I gotta send that. To you Brady. won the batting title last year. He's batting 400 for like three weeks. Where like. Oh, how do you, these people get their jobs? Mm -hmm. that, that's what I really think about. I'm like, so can you just get a job at Bleacher Report for just saying the craziest shit? It's just so stupid. But back on the White Sox, and I know I'm sort of contradicting myself here a little bit. The way I, we Cub fans wanted to see this go down was, well, for it to be enjoyable for the demise of the White Sox would be for them to make it to the right. World Series and then lose. Like, this isn't even fun. <laughs> right, Wait, dude. lose to the Marlins in the World Series? Sure. Yeah. Lose to anybody. But Regardless, like but you know what I'm talking there. about. Like, yeah. you'd rather... See 
having them have injury after injury and then problem after problem, then not be competitive is like, this isn't even fun. I feel bad. Right. And, and if, I feel like if Cease does in some world go to the Astros, Pat, I feel like you're just going to look down at your phone and you're just going to start laughing. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> not going to watch baseball. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm done for a year. Right. If, if Cease goes to the Astros for a bunch of things that I have no recollection of. Like if, if you tell me, Oh, we got a great outfield prospect and a great right-handed pitching prospect. Okay. Yeah. For why we had all of those in 2019. And then we gave them away and then they got hurt or didn't perform. And like, you're not going to get people to buy in again. You're just not, you don't have the luxury that the Cubs had and it's not a diss. It's just that we're just, far superior dumber yeah. than you are. <laughs> yeah, and we're spiraling already. Right, so I'm making a hot take 10 years from now. Those Chicago White Sox will not be playing in Chicago. <laughs> Cape, you laugh, Cape you Cape laugh Cape. at me now. No, dude, I know. I, that's going to be 10 years from now me. What am I going to do with my fandom? <laughs> I'm going to be on the market. This is going to be tough. I might just move to Arizona. Actually, I'm going wherever Corbin Carroll is. That's not a bad play. Not might a have bad like bad two play. championships by then in Arizona. So yeah, For you real, could be dude. you could be there. Yeah. All right. Staying on baseball. Yeah. I want to transition to the greatest player that we've ever seen play in Shohei Otani. I don't think that's far fetched. It's no, not. It's um, not. Incredible. The fact that Bust. they're having the conversation <laughs> <laughs> about whether you trade him now or you wait. Uh-huh. As me, my opinion, and I want to hear your guys. If I'm the Angels, I'm not even I'm not even shopping them. I'm not even shopping them right now. I'm just begging for an absolute miracle at the end of the year that he signs with us. That's loser talk. Yeah, that's I look what, what was, trading him is what? Winner talk? No. Not like just not even listening. That's loser talk. And then hoping? Well, hoping is loser talk. Well, they're, they, that's all they have. Yeah. Loser talk. I know, but they're losers. They're, they're losing more games than they're winning. Right. So what you just said is loser talk. You asked me how to tell you it was loser talk. I just did. You agreed. We move on. Okay. Um, it is loser talk, but it might be their best option. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fucking asshole. Just like, you just hope the owner of the Angels just gets on his knees with his checkbook and just begs. Well, here's the thing. I want him to bark. We literally just talked about what you're going to get for him. <clears throat> which is going to be outweigh the numbers of Dylan Cease. They're just different players. He's Dylan Cease, but he also hits 30 home runs. Right. So that's <laughs> why that's 35. If, Sorry, 35. Yeah. Imagine if the the year Aaron Judge and Dylan Cease had last year was just one person. Right. Right. Insanity. Oh, Tony's already made everyone forget about Aaron Judge's home run season from last year. Of course, and Aaron Judge being hurt doesn't help him either. But what you're going to get for him is... Is, is it a for sure thing? Is it a guy who pitches and hits 35 home runs? No, it's not. So right. in my opinion, I think you just have to do everything in your possibility to win without Trout and Rendon right now, which I know is going to be hard. I get it. But right. like we just said, this is professional baseball. No one's going to feel sorry for you. I agree. So you finish the year. You take this time. Stop mocking trades. Stop taking calls. And you have everybody in the room make a deal that he can't refuse at the end of the year. Or, or, or I got a go, good idea. You get a kid to say a prayer and look at actual angels to help them win. It could happen. It could happen. <laughs> I actually agree with you, Brady, um, and a couple reasons why. So the way Shoei carried himself in the World Baseball Classic lets me know he wants to be a leader. Right. He wants to be the guy who get looks, gets looked up to on a team, right? The Japan team had a 
so many good players. They face off against Goliath, and everybody's just like, can Shohei just like do this? Luckily, he had a lot of help, right? Everybody kind of picked up, and it was a great series for everybody involved. And the amount of heart he showed just in that at-bat last night when he had a home run, I've never seen somebody just pump himself up rounding first base. Yeah, and and I seems to have a culture that can keep someone there. I mean, they were rocking. They were rocking last night. That's like, okay, I want to fucking play there. But the caveat to this is like, like you're saying, I do think he's a leader and I do think he would be a loyal person. But here's the thing. The Anaheim angels did not draft him. They just paid him the most money. Mm. So he doesn't owe Anaheim anything, which is where I think trouble comes in for the angels. I can see that both ways. I mean, they were the ones who gave him the shot. Right? Like they right. did pay him. But so there was still 31 other teams that would have gladly given him a shot. 100%. Why didn't they? Time and place. Right. Exactly. So his time and his place was to come to the MLB as soon as can. Right. Right. And the Angels did that for him. Right. But and I, I don't know exactly how many offers were on the table. Like if they were offering him like 100,000, mm-hmm. but the Angels made an actual offer, like, sure. Absolutely. But it's not the same as him getting drafted by them, then taking a shot on some 19-year-old kid. This is a guy who's, before he even came here, was the greatest baseball player to ever live. Right? No. I mean, dude, we're talking about Shoei Otani before he comes, and it's the biggest news in baseball for the past 15 years, for sure. It was like everyone just kept saying it's the second coming of Babe Ruth. Absolutely. Well, Well, okay. How many other pitchers and hitters have there been in the MLB since Babe Ruth? Correct. I, I see what you're saying. You know, but like the buzz around him was huge. Right. Because the batting pitcher had never made it in the MLB. But they wouldn't have taken a shot on a guy who hit 215 and had a 7 ERA. Right. He was good at both. But what I'm saying is a lot of the buzz that came around him was that he was good at both. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Right. He wasn't coming in as Babe Ruth, he was coming in as this could possibly be the next Babe Ruth. You should and, go work for the Angels. I know. I mean, and, and it's like exactly... I just completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> so it's just kind of got me like, you are not working for the Angels. <laughs> I will, yeah, I will have you working. Shoei, you should stay in Anaheim because I, I, I forgot. I have to work for the White Sox, I think. Yeah. Oh. Low blow, but very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Predictions now. Um... I think that Gio and TA go to the Dodgers for nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shohei's going to stay for the rest of the year. I think just the buzz around it gets enough eyes on the MLB that it's really all you need. Right. Um, you talking buzz for everything or just? I was just mainly talking about Shohei. Oh, and I'm being selfish and talking. No, about that's okay. It's, I love it. I love when I ask a question, you give me more than the answer. That's a good thing. Um, but strictly on Shohei. I, I honestly, like, I, I even asked the question, and I just don't know. I, d- I don't know because in my brain, I want the Angels to keep him, but I don't see how they can because they don't have a recipe of, like, they don't have a culture of winning. Trout's hurt. Rendon's hurt. Of course, I just said that they sh- what they should do, but they probably won't. And unfortunately, the only thing I see, the only team that I think can afford him is the Dodgers. And like you said, or Brez said last week that he wants to stay on the West Coast. I mean, Giants. Okay, but are the Giants 
a juggernaut for him. He doesn't like he's a little bit older. He doesn't have that much time. I know he's going to sign for 10 years and 900 million, which he'll probably play five years of. Yeah, probably. But it's just like I, I said, though, the Giants have a winning culture. They won three fucking World Series in six years. They have a winning culture and they're always fucking in it no matter what. The totally. Angels have had way more talent than the Giants have had. And somehow the Giants are still in it. Totally agree with you. But this is a $900 million player who signed with the Angels. So I don't. Well, I guess that kind of contradicts my point. He signed with the Angels because they had the most money. So the Giants would have to have more money than the Dodgers in this scenario. And I just don't know if that's true. I I, I just, like, I know it's going to be the Dodgers or the Yankees, but it would be fun just to see a different team, like, get him besides them. The Miami Marlins. <laughs> if, he, all right, if he goes to the Miami Marlins, will you move to Miami? Yes. <laughs> is he, is he, does he get added to the family, too? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My cousin actually looks a lot like him, Shut I swear to God. Up, and he's not even, a, not even a percentage of Japanese. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of him next time. I swear to God. It's like, maybe it one. Maybe it's because I'm forcing him to look like Joey Otani so he can be my cousin. Or I just still, I still have to think deep, deep down, he just goes to the A's. That would be awesome. That, that would, would be awesome. Rob, I'd move to Vegas. No problem. Rob Manfred <laughs> would have a heart attack. I think that would kill him if he went to the A's. Absolutely. Um, um, one more thing on baseball. I can't believe the White Sox don't have Nelson Cruz yet. Yeah. I told someone that you said that the other night. Someone thought that was hysterical. I can like the most- totally envision him playing the remainder of the season and then just being their coach next year. <laughs> <laughs> or just being a player coach. Yeah. yeah. I, I would be down for it. Yeah, Grafal, like, they just did a mashup of Grafal's interviews and it's literally him just saying the same thing over and over again, which I don't hate. Yeah. Because what is he going to say? Right. I, I love how Ozzy said he was going to win manager of the year and Chuck Arpine's like, yeah, great call. And Ozzy's like, I never said this year. <laughs> that's quick. That's witty. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty good. But I have one more thing about Otani. Do you think he's taking into account Trout's health too? Absolutely. Like, like, hey, like we're supposed to be like this tag team and this guy's fucking can't even walk down the stairs. Absolutely. And Otani's just kind of pissing on Trout's legacy right now. I don't think he's doing it on purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah. You said it. You s- yeah, James, that's on you, dude. Oh, okay, yeah. Fuck Mike Trout. Oh! <laughs> that's a headline grab. Dude, he's never going to come on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I want Otani. <laughs> oh, James. Um, Otani is 29 years old. So in 11 years, we'll get him on the White Sox. Yeah, right. But the thing about him is that you have to also take it to a fact. I know everybody talks about it, but I don't think they're understanding this. He pitches and bats. There's no fucking shot he plays for more than five or six more years at the level that he's playing. Oh, yeah. No fucking way. He's already been hurt six times. And especially if he'll be uh, able to pitch. If he wins wins a World Series, too, that will even like just be like, yep, I have a championship. I did what I came here to do. It's over. Absolutely. Yeah, he'll pull a Jokic and be like, I just want to go home. Yeah, dude, I don't. I don't think Jokic is coming back. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think, think so. he is. He looks like he's having the summer. He didn't even go, I love how he didn't go to the ESPYs. The whole team went to the ESPYs but him. Yeah, did he's having see? hot boy summer, dude. He is a hot boy. Um, did <laughs> you see the interview where they were like, did you feel the pressure from whatever fans he was playing? He was like, dude, I played in Serbia. They showed a video of this crowd in Serbia. It's the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. I'd be, I, like, If I was Jokic and they were like, hey, I get, we can finally give you the NBA money because of you. 
no doubt in my mind, he's never coming back here. Oh, never. It's the craziest stadium I've ever seen in my life. They, like, show, like, I was watching, like, clips from the ESPYs. They show, like, you know, championship teams. They show, like, the Nuggets celebrating. They show, like, Murray, KCP, all these guys, and Jokic is just chilling in the back. Like, yeah. he just doesn't want to be there. They made him come back. It's such bullshit. Yeah. Um, last baseball things. All good? Yep. Sweet. Um, let's move on to one quick thing that I don't think got enough buzz. Um, we mentioned it a little bit. Dwayne Wade became an um, investor in the Chicago Sky. Hell yeah. So we lose James Wade, our head coach. Bummer. But we get Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade to replace James Wade. I think it's a win, but Absolute good for win. James Wade. He got He's hired by the Raptors as an assistant coach. Um, say what you will, right now, like going from the WNBA to the NBA, that's a career step up for a coach. I'll go back and watch the Sky's plays, like set plays. He was a genius. Yeah. So props to him for making it to that next level for the coach. Um, and this guy need a leader now. So if Dwayne Wade wants to get on the bench too, why not? Absolutely. Um, replace a Wade with a Wade. I, I think that cancels out and um, Sky and four. I think Dwayne Wade being a part of anything is good. Yes, 100%. <laughs> All the guy did was win. He's from here. Yeah, does perfect. He still, does he still have minority ownership in the Jazz too or no? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know if he ever was a minority like owner. I think he was like a- Or like he's a shareholder. Just like, the, like, like vice vice president or something like that. I know what you're talking about. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, whatever. Well, shout out D-Wade. Ghost guy. Dude, you know what happened? William Markkinen came over and he's like, that's not Brady's guy, so I got to get out of here and go <laughs> go to his gals. William yeah. Markkinen, not in the family. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. He's like, he's a part of the fucking Murdaws. <laughs> <laughs> Trial. Yeah. Um, no, our, I was talking about. I know, I'm fucking with you. Cheaper by the dozen. Oh, the yeah, Murtaws. Yeah. I, Murtaws. Fuck. <laughs> Brady's the Bakers. Dude, I wanted to go. I really am. I really am, but if you think there's only a dozen, you're out of your fucking mind. Do you know I just, like, a couple years ago realized that that's why they're called the Bakers, because there's 12 a Baker's dozen? <laughs> I just Christ, I just realized James. that it could have taken the fucking to figure room, that out, dude. so I'll read the room, too. <laughs> there's legit 12 kids. Baker's dozen. I think they even say it in the movie, Don't guys. you feel bad that our brain doesn't work that way, your sus? I don't. I, don't, I really don't. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah. Morons, dude. Yeah. Um, welcome to the first time listeners. We are idiotos. Well, two of us. Yeah, two of you. Um, okay. That was, there's no real NBA to report. Like we just said, Jokic is in Serbia. So the NBA world. Oh, Steph Curry, dude. That good from long range and everything. Oh, yeah. He's really good at golf. Dude's just getting a hole-in-one, like winning a, golf tournaments in the offseason. Makes he, it look so easy. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll display the fact that he lost me $13 in the match against Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey because he couldn't find it that day. Sure, I was betting on a celebrity golf match. Shut up. But, yeah, you're not allowed to be good at two things. No. Have you ever seen, like, a hockey player shoot a basketball? Yeah, it's that's the, the most, same way I view golf should be. <laughs> that's what we talked to Gio about. <laughs> that's right. Correct. Yeah. So um, Steph Curry wins a golf tournament. He got a hole in one. He made an outrageous putt. Like the kid is good from distance. He's just good at everything. <laughs> yeah. And it reminds me of uh, Michael Jordan. Just like he's got to be gambling hella money away. 
and winning it back on the court in the in like during the season. 100%. Like I want to, I want a Steph Curry game where he noticeably had five five to ten beers on the golf course, lost money, but bet on himself and scores fifty. I think. 2019 just on paper so I mean I don't know if this tracks investments and things like that Steph Curry made like 365 mil so every single fucking day this guy had a mil going into his bank account you can't so cool. lose that much money gambling let me test that theory. yeah no 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 I've tried in my head multiple fucking times I could do it no you couldn't no one's going to bet you a million dollars on a golf hole. Nobody's going to do it. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're Unless right. I was making the same amount. Yeah, for real. <laughs> if we were all millionaires, we would definitely do that. Yeah, dude, me and Brady, if we were full on millionaires going on billionaires, we'd just be handed back millions. Well, a lot of that, too, is like betting with your friends. We would just be handing back millions, and at the end of the round, we'd be like, okay, I don't really fucking care. Yeah, let's just it go just have- wanted it for the competition at the moment. Right, and uh, you're picking up the bar tab. Absolutely. <laughs> right. There's no way we can spend a million at the bar. No fucking no way. Chance, don't don't tempt us with a good time. Unless they have dude, slots. let me get. <laughs> yeah, my bar tab was only $45, but somehow I walked out negative 10 grand. Yeah, fucking. Oh, the pushies got Yeah, shit happens. Johnny Walker. Um, all right. And before we end, just a little bit of. 431. Hot. Hot. Bear Super Bowl. Absolutely. And my old dad. Uh, Tom Brady was in the news lately with um, a, uh, I was going to say fella. It's a, a chick. <laughs> a, a buzz rumor. It's a chick. Um, <laughs> Kim Kardashian. He called the shit poop. He called the shit poop. <laughs> I yeah. have absolutely zero problem with it. Two beautiful human beings being together. That'd be fine. She can't ruin his career. He's done. <laughs> yeah. Someone, I saw someone write to like huge spin zone. She, she motivates him to go back into football. I would, I would marry her. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be the dog. Yeah, no, I'd be the dog for sure. Yeah. I, I, I would love that. I, I don't care if he came back and went two and fucking 15. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to, uh, no, Justin Fields, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're your Bears guy. Yeah, no. Recent lifelong fan. Football's going to be awesome. It's kind of funny. He's with another woman that makes more money than he does. So what? Why is that funny? It's funny. Why? I don't know. I think it's funny. Okay. Well, it's you, good. He's you, reaching for the stars. You don't have a reason why you think it's funny. It's just funny. It's just comedy. Sometimes. Or are you not woke, James? <laughs> <laughs> when you have to explain the joke, Brady, it's not funny. Well, he wasn't. It wasn't a joke. He was laughing. He said it was funny. <laughs> oh, I'm funny how? Yeah. God damn it. Beat me right to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just reflex at this point. So more of a story bear Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and... I guess it's, it is time for fantasy football. Just a quick sentence. I did like one or two mock drafts today. I have no idea what's going on. Me neither. Who's the number one ranked player? Is it Jefferson? Yeah, it's Justin Jefferson. Guess who's two? Sam Darnold. McCaff oh. McCaffrey. <laughs> nope. Did Josh Jacobs? Nope. Chubb? Nope. Derrick Henry? Nope. Yeah, see, this is how lost I was too. Okay, wait, no. Give me a second. Who's I'm one get again? Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Okay, so Jamar Chase too? Yes. What the? I thought what McCaffrey. McCaffrey <laughs> what the heck? McCaffrey's got to be four or I five. I thought that was a little knife. <laughs> I thought that was a pimp horn and a hat. McCaffrey has to be four or five. He's three. Okay. Sam Darnold five. Sam Darnold is not five. He's number one quarterback. For you, guys, sure. it, it, you guys are skipping the counting. It's one, two, three, four. Uh, four is Derrick Henry. No, it's Chubb. Austin Eckler. Jesus. Eckler oh, over Chubb? Wow. Yeah, and all those other names you mentioned... B. John Robinson is ahead of all of them. 
ahead of Nick Chubb. Yes. ESPN well, just voted Falcons. the best running back in football. Yes. The Falcons did run the ball so well last year with Tyler yeah. Algier. I started talking to Brez about fantasy. Don't go down that rabbit hole. It goes for a long, long time. Um, he yeah. thinks Bijan is going to catch like five passes a game. Just strictly fantasy. He'll average 4.5 yards. He still owes me money for A.J. Dillon. Yeah, very true. I, he, I went he cucked so us all. I'm doing it again. I don't care. You yeah, can't no. miss two seasons in a row. <laughs> can't he, miss twice. He's got to have somebody, and I can't wait to find out who it is. Uh, but we are going to be doing the Washed Up Fantasy Football League again. I got to look back on the numbers for that episode, see if it was actually good or not, because we just did the draft as a whole episode. I thought, that, good. I thought that was hilarious when we did that. I thought it was fun too, but got to look back on the numbers, see what the people want. Guess what? You don't have to listen. <laughs> Very true, but I respect all of you guys with ears. I really hope that you do listen. Yeah, please, please, yeah, please. you should. All right. Well, this has been Season 10's Episode 14. Hope you enjoyed Geo. It was a lot of fun for us. And he had a lot of fun. Absolutely. Let's go, boss. Right, Stay hydrated out there. Um, have as much water as you need. Keep the body fluid. Maybe do some mobility training. I don't know. Uh, music by Pat Mallers and Chef Charles. Feels so good. Feels so good. Peace, love, and happiness here from us next time. Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. Singing along with the set of light shows. I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shorty trying to come through to kick it like kung fu. On the block cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody loves. Everybody wanna be like me. I cha cha real smooth. Do 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 do. I break rules and race roofs. Sit break goose with great juice. I make moves and I'm making music and ain't loose, homie. Fall back like I don't. Okay, I gotta go ride out. La di da di do. I feel fucking awesome. This for a long time Can't think with the wrong mind Can't drift to the wrong tide Can't sink if it's all dry Land, one day you gotta learn to fly Curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot Shorty thick like a car bomb Oh lord, won't quit till it's all mine on oh, God I've been steady trying to get in my way That's the only way that I get down Ever since I focused on my mindset Get it, 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 get it,